apparently the, the kitty was, uh... The kitty was, the kitty was here because we're live! <laughs> Cheers, everybody! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What about, what about the kitty lane? Nothing. Nope, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's a stupid question. Booty, you did not roll for initiative. You may not flee. <gasps> oh, get called out. Sorry. This is a lot here, but he really can't flee. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome to Daddies and Divas, Heroes of Gatewitch. We are a LGBTQIA plus D&D live stream here on Twitch, hosted by the fabulous Captain Curry Kalel. Uh, if you guys have uh, not uh, checked us out before and you were checking us out for the very first time, uh, you can actually check us out on YouTube by doing exclamation point YouTube and getting the link to our YouTube channel with our previous four episodes. Um, and also, coming up shortly, you may actually check us out in podcast form. We are currently available. Uh, we'll be going ahead and dropping that podcast link later. And you can also check us out on Spotify. And soon, soon, soon to be Apple. They're still... It's still pending. pending. We're going to work it out. But uh, we currently have the first episode of Daddies and Divas up. Uh, and you can go ahead and check out the rest of them as we get those uploaded and updated uh, in podcast form throughout this next week. We are so, so incredibly excited to be able to provide this to you all. Uh, we know that this was something that people were requesting. And now whenever you are working out or going on your walks or uh, just like lying in your bathtub, you can uh, look at <laughs> fabulous Daddies and Divas. Put us on when you're uh, trying to sleep or something. Like exactly. I don't know. But this kind of entertainment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I just seat the entire time. <laughs> um, but please, please check us out. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Share us with your loved ones. Everybody, just share us everywhere. Share, share, um, share. This is uh, this is something that we all uh, absolutely love doing for you all as a community and for ourselves to have a fabulous gay old time. Um, and so, uh, cheers to you all. Thank you all so much for all the support that you guys have given us. Uh, and we love you all so, so dearly. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand it on up to uh, Curry Kalel in case there are any other uh, announcements or things that you need to address. No. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> still working on merch. Um, still have heard yeah. I need to actually take notes and like be prepared for this part. I always forget. I do everything else, but I forget to actually make announcements. Um, and we're still waiting for to hear back from the artist. But I was again told middle of July towards the end of it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing else. Podcast. If you do exclamation point podcast in the chat, you get the link. So. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, well, without further ado, let's go ahead and recap what happened last time on Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Gatewitch. So, last time our heroes finally departed the port city of Yarmouth, uh, heading out uh, on a commissioned job uh, that Zinta was given to check in with the mining community of the boroughs, uh, where for some reason, uh, 
they had not received, uh, they had not been sending out uh, shipments of all of their supplies and resources um, regularly for uh, a good little bit. And uh, regular, the, regular. The uh, the main uh, 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 central city of uh, the uh, of the kingdom of Gatewitch um, requested uh, to have uh, Zenta go in and check in and see what exactly was going on. Um, after a few days of travel, uh, Clark began to uh, receive odd visitation from some possibly ghostly or spiritual uh, uh, persons um, who began to warn of terrifying goings on at the mining city. And upon arriving at the crossroads, they actually met two individuals who were supposed to be shipping out goods. However, their cart was completely empty. And when uh, Ace led one of them to uh, the demarcation line, uh, notating the end of uh, the property, I guess, of the boroughs, uh, they immediately disappeared upon crossing over that boundary and revealed their ghostly nature. The group continued forward to the boroughs, met once again by those same individuals, acting as if they had never seen our heroes before, and the entire uh, city seemed to be continuously replaying a date from about five or six months back, uh, continuously seeming to be on loop and also seeming to keep their eyes on the group as a whole. Uh, this sparked a good bit of fear from uh, Lucius. Uh, who uh, attempted to flee into the mines to investigate what was going on, followed quickly by the rest of the group. Um, this all taking place uh, without a night's rest, well into the evening, um, as the group uh, makes their way into the mining tunnels of the burrows to find out what exactly happened here, what is responsible, and what they can do to alleviate this distress from the ghostly denizens of the burrows. So, we left off, Lucius, you casting long strider on yourself so that you had a faster movement speed, and then dead booking it into the mines, Full followed dash. very quickly by your allies uh, not wanting to split up the group and leave anybody behind. As you all make your way into the mines, as you dead rush in, there are a last few of uh, the miners. Uh, Clark, the uh, the the young minor woman who had uh, talked with you is actually gathering the last bits of her gear as Lucius and you all come charging into the mine front. As you do, you see all of those behind you are kind of just waiting further back actually in the city for a second, keeping their eyes on you before they all disperse. Like disperses Wait. and like kind of like 
Yes, as okay. in no, there is walk there, away. They, no, their oh, entire. Well, I thought they were just walking away. <laughs> oh no, uh, they 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 keep one look at you, and all of their form just dissipates at the front of the mine. Oh, fine. Uh, the young minor girl turns to you and goes, "Oh, uh, you're you're back to help out. I see." Wait, she's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Because she recognizes you. Do you recognize me from earlier today, or do you recognize me from last night? So she goes, what are you talking about? We made plans to get a drink, not like 10, 15 minutes ago. What What is it that you're mining here in the mine? What's your main source of uh, export? We uh, we do um, we do coal we do iron. Um, there is also um, a few uh, gemstone veins um, down one of the the paths. Um, I can take you all down uh, one of the ways if you all are, are helping out. You'll lead us into the mine to show us anything. Of course, I haven't seen you all here before. You probably need somebody to help. What's your name? She goes, uh, my name is Chrisea. Chrisea. Okay. What can you tell me about the town before we go in there? What do you mean? The, the, the burrows? Yeah. I mean, it's not, not too much to tell. We're a pretty business-specific town. Um... A lot of the the land wasn't really all that great. Um, So we actually, as you you saw outside, we actually built up alongside uh, the the cliff sides themselves. Uh, Some of the establishments actually using some of the rocky outcroppings as like the basics of their foundation. Um, So we're pretty, pretty unique in that regard. Um, I don't know, we've been mining here for generations my mother is the one that you saw actually heading off earlier into the mine um she raised me her mother raised her we've been here for years continuing to find new veins and continuing to make new tunnels to continue to excavate for the kingdom we're one of the the foremost uh ones here and we continue having to get deeper and deeper or further and further north uh with our tunnels and with our uh, mining veins uh, to continue to find new outlets for resources. Have, in your mining experiences, have you been? Have you found anything weird down there? You know, I'm not really sure. I. You see her kind of like think for a second, and it's almost just like this glaze over uh, vision. And then she almost just kind of completely pauses and like then turns and looks at you just goes, so did you want to go down into the mines? <laughs> Chrisea, one moment. I'm going to turn to everybody else. Can we ask her if they keep the gems like before they ship them off anywhere in particular? Do you keep the gems before you ship them off anywhere in particular? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Um, there are a few stations um, up above uh, 
like right outside of the the two main um, minecart sections that lead down the various uh, spiraling tunnels um, that we would keep resources on. You're, I mean, we haven't been down the the gemstone mine in a, a good couple days, I think. But I mean, we can always head that direction if that's something you're interested in. Hey, Chrisea, what's today's date? Uh, yes. She she proceeds to repeat the same date that's on uh, uh, Kilkenan's receipt, uh, a date from about five or six months ago. Okay, Zenta, your letters, or kill your love letter slash hate letter, is there any dates on that that we can show Chrisea to show that that's not today's date? I look at the letter and I ask the DM, is there a date on this? There is. It's dated. It is admittedly, uh, the love letter is admittedly dated probably about a week to a week and a half before you received it. Um, Can we show it to uh, Chrisea? From, you know, it's driven on horseback to get to you. Um, but uh, but Chrisea looks at it. Um, she kind of like reads over the note. She just goes, it. it's fan letter. Don't rumple it. She, she kind of like wipes her hands off on her her apron uh, to get them clear of any like dust or like coal or anything. She kind of like carefully holds the letter. She looks at it. She goes, That's right. I mean, it it sounds like sounds like you had a good time. No, 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 Chris. The date. Do you see the date at the top? It's it's we're in the future. <laughs> she, she kind of. She, she looks it over, she goes, What are you talking about? That doesn't really look like anything to me. Doesn't look like anything to... Oh, oh the, ghost is, the ghost is attacking! There we go, we're fine. It's the exact same thing that I did last week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's not gonna work. Can I pull out the note that we found where it says, Beware the town? And the three gemstones, and show it to her, and see if she recognizes anything. She uh, she holds up the gems, and she's like, "Oh, these are the bloodstones that we actually mine from." And she she points down one of the main tunnel ways. She goes from uh, from that mining vein. Uh, that one's the one that kind of like curves inward and, and kind of like back towards our way. Um, but uh, the other one uh, leads further deeper and further north. Uh, and that's the one that we usually get a lot of our uh, coal and iron from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's, show us your newest tunnel. Oh, wait, but Chrisea, the bloody note. Or it's not bloody. I don't know. This note. She, uh, she holds up the note um, and she kind of like looks at it. And you can see she has kind of this like glazed overlook. Um, Clark, can I get a wisdom saving throw from you, please? I don't know what that means! I roll a d20. Roll a d20. 12 plus... It's a saving throw, so it's... Huh? 13. Wait, you said wisdom? Wisdom. 13. 13. Um, as she's looking it over, once more, you see that vision of what she's looking at. And then all of a sudden, her entire visage seems to change, and only you notice it as you're talking to her. Uh, the rest of you see her kind of like glaze out and kind of like just stare blankly at the note. Uh, but Clark, you look up, and she has this face frozen in pain and fear 
and like a gash mark along the forehead and she's just staring up at you in like pain and torment before the image flashes back and she looks at you she just goes doesn't look like anything to me I'm pretty sure this is her letter um do you mind showing us the newest tunnel you guys have been excavating out of? Yeah, of course. Here, um, you guys probably want to, you know, prepare yourself. And she points over to a um, to a, a bench, and uh, there's a, a row of hanging hooks that have been like drilled into the the cavern wall up above them that all have uh, like hard hats on and like protective gear. So she uh, so she's like, go ahead and grab yourself an apron and a hat uh, just to kind of like keep yourself protected. Yes. Um, they're not the most comfortable, but... Are we going somewhere where I'm going to get dirty? Because we need to talk about this because, hi, look at me. Look at this. This, 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 this. That's kill. That's what this, the apron and hat is for, to protect the beauty. Crisea looks over you. She's like, really? She puts her hand up against the wall, pulls it back, and shows you, like, all of the the dust and debris and, like, kind of, like, bits of coal on Give her Give me hand. back the letter before you smudge it. She's like, oh, sorry, sorry. She hands it with the other hand. Thank you. Okay. That's right. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a hard hat Y'all on. Y'all owe me new clothes after this. All I'm gonna say. Y'all owe me new clothes. Bars need to look nice. <laughs> and I do not believe that we're come out of here looking nice. Where's Lucius? We've been new, Kill Cannon. We've been Ace, new. Ace, you said that you're not putting any of the gear on. I don't, I, I'm not putting anything on that these weirdos are wearing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna see as I flip the light on the hat? Is it, oh, is there, there, there isn't a light on that. Oh, yeah. um, as I you put can, it. <laughs> um, you just gotta, We're in the future. So, where's the flashlight? So Please tell me there's a candle. Um, <laughs> you can see hanging on hanging on pitons um, dug into the the roof of the the cavern tunnels that lead down. Every once in a while, there's like a small hanging lantern that is like dimly lit, um, but the the light seems to get like dimmer and dimmer as you go. Okay, before we head in, I don't trust anything because who lit these lamps um, is probably an illusion. I'm going to pick up my two rocks and cast light on both of them and hand one to Ace. What about, okay. what about Sal? Sal? Oh yeah, okay. here's another one. I'm going to cast light. I thought you had dark vision, Thank sorry. Um, perfect, perfect. And you can, you can maintain it on three things, I think. Yeah. Um, perfect. So, so you can... You can maintain light on three objects. I, I will let you know that does last for, I believe, an hour. Yeah. So just keep that in mind that should you get separated, mm. you may have to, you only have an hour of light, hours worth of light on those rocks. Okay, so I guess we're going to follow Bush Girl into the tunnel. Bush Girl? Yeah, you don't remember. You don't remember, but I met you in a bush. I met you before. <laughs> it's okay, Chrisaya. I know you don't remember, but I'm just like, it's okay. It's what I call the people I like. So I would also like to remind you guys. Well, I can see wonderfully in the dark. I also can cast light on things. So if you need any help, Kill Can of the Bar can help you. It's uh, good to know. Later, okay, we'll add it to my exploits later. Don't worry, guys. I'll I'll write it for you. Don't worry. Um, so, uh, Chrisea actually grabs one of the the 
lit lanterns that's at the end of the line um, leading down the, the tunnel that leads towards uh, the iron and coal deposits um, and says, uh, well, come on. Uh, Before, is... sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Before I enter, can I cast Favored by the Gods on myself? It's, it's reactionary. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So, so you're, you're favored by the gods as a reaction. So oh, got it. This is no action, so I thought, okay. So if, yeah, yeah. I just need to say it whenever something bad's happening then. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. Okay. All right, let's follow her, guys. Stay close. Um, all right, so what is the order in which you all are walking? I'll go first. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Perfect. So we have Zinta up front. I mean... Lucius is probably like sixty feet already in the tunnel, like looking back at everyone. Like, <laughs> so, so, so Lucius, you're actually Lucius is actually up with uh, Chrisea at this point, probably. Okay. Can so I Lucius move forward and like up. tuck him behind me? Like, just just get on back in there, go on, shoot. How about uh, since? I, I would how... say that you you two could keep together. the The actual tunnel itself is probably about six to eight feet wide oh, it's not yeah. that it's not that big but like the two of you could like kind of like walk together very Can, shoulder to shoulder zenta may i request to be like right next to you at the front though just in case i need fine. protection you, you can be tucked up right behind me that's fine okay cool so we have lucius and zenta Clark <clears throat> behind them you know where you'll find me bringing up the rear beautiful for nor deny and that would bring uh, Kilkinnon right in front of uh, Sal Magundi. I mean, I need to be able to see and be able to remember all these wonderful exploits that will be in my next great epic. So I need to have good vision on everything. So that's you guys can be front. You guys can take the front. I will take notes, okay? Totally. That's that's the reason that he's so far behind everyone else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so as we are making our way down the tunnels, uh, can I get a perception check from uh, Lucius and Zenta and Kilcannon and Salmagundi? Eighteen. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Perception, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> 19. Ooh. <laughs> and now? 18. 18. Okay, perfect. <gasps> oh, wow. A hot two from Zenta. <laughs> she, she actually has her eyes closed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long blink. So, as uh, you all make your way down a tunnel, it curves a bit up towards the north as you go, and it eventually opens up into this wide room that has another spiraling tunnel that starts to lead down and around. Um, In this wide area here, uh, you can see uh, a, a number of crates and barrels and things that seem to be filled overflowingly with iron and coal um, freshly mined from down there as well as large quantities of uh, just like rock and stone 
this seemed to be stockpiled almost to the point where everything is just overflowing over itself um and seems to be kind of like almost just like continuously shoved on top of things and it's spilling over top um that it's like far more stockpiled than it really needs to be at all um as you arrive there um you can see uh farther down uh in one path there looks to be the starts to a uh another mining tunnel that haven't fully been cleared yet you can see there are bits of uh like stalagmites and stalactites that are kind of like peeking up and down down that uh that tunnel there and uh lucius as you uh as you round the corner and all of you kind of like file into the room itself uh you actually peek over and behind one of the uh stalactites hanging down from uh the the ceiling of that tunnel um, you can see almost pretty clearly a pair of bloody boots hmm. and kind of like rather weather-worn trousers that are like obscured and poking out just underneath of this uh, stalactite, um, just barely. I'm gonna put my arm out and like stop Senta. And I'm gonna can I like it. stumble? <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's like I put arm out. You're like, we all just kind of like hit each other as we're like walking. Like, oh gosh. And I and I stop and I without saying anything, I look at her, I smile, and I go, and I point to the um, area that I see it. Zinta, you look over and you see a heavily bloodied and weather-worn pair of boots and bloodied and torn trousers. Um, just barely sticking out of the bottom of this uh, stalactite there. That seems suspicious. Can I can I like instinctually get as low as I can to the ground and like try and stealth over? Oh, also wait before I do that. How is Bush Girl reacting to this? <laughs> uh, you see, she uh, as she like arrives as Chrisea arrives into that room, um, she begins kind of like grabbing up some other bits of equipment. Like she kind of like grabs a pickaxe off of the wall and kind of like slides it into a holster on her belt. Um, and a few other things she doesn't seem to like notice at all. Is she a little bit behind us or in front of us? Uh, she's kind of like out in the middle of the room, just kind of like continuing on as business. I'm going to stealth over there. I'm going to get really low and like try and like peep over. Perfect. Uh, go ahead. We got a ghost that is like literally interacting with things. And she's gonna ghost out of here any second now. We saw it happen before. I'm just letting you know, she's cray cray. I don't trust her for a hot second, okay? Uh, Lucius, go ahead and give me a stealth check. As that's happening, uh, Kill Cannon and Salmagundi, um, y'all are kind of like keeping your eyes forward a bit and, and regularly kind of checking behind you almost instinctually after seeing an entire town of people disappear when you uh, entered the mines. Um, kind of like at the ready in case anything pops up. Um, and uh, the two of you hear almost the, the overwhelming sound of like skittering and uh, 
like large amounts of uh, like very tiny movement along the rock tunnel uh, leading out of here back towards where you guys came from. I know that I would like to cast light in area where I'm hearing that sound because I want to know what I'm looking at because it sounds gross. Okay. Uh, so you you kind of like walk over and uh, you uh, press light on one of the uh, uh, the, the lanterns. It's kind of like hanging up above that was like unlit and still kind of like just like barely embery. Um, and as it lights up the immediate area there, you can actually see almost swarming down the tunnel towards you all, almost like a wave, is tons and tons and tons of skittering, moving cockroaches. Slowly okay. starting to like so, move down the tunnel towards you all. My reaction is at first I just look at it. I'm like, Cool, 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 cool. Okay, right, right, okay, okay. Um, and I just turn around and I calmly walk over and I tap Sal on the shoulder and be like, girl, we in danger. Huh? Uh, there is a whole bunch of cockroaches. And he, he sees it too, yeah. Right, right all over there. It is. Not cool. Not cool. As as they continue to like move out of the tunnel, uh, you both watch as uh, the entire swarm almost like convulses up and goes to like pour over top of you. Kill Cannon and Sal, I need you both to make dexterity saving throws. <laughs> okay. Yay. So like a wave of cockroaches. I mean, like, yeah. we're dealing with. like, a, like okay. an actual, like an actual literal, like wave swarm. Someone, of someone's cockroach bending. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I get a twelve. Okay. Two. Um. Uh. As. Uh. Zenta, you're kind of like keeping your eye on Lucius as he is. Uh... I, I rolled a natural twenty, so a twenty-one, by the way. Oh, so. beautiful! You're wonderful. We'll come back to you in just two, <laughs> two seconds. Um, so Zenta, you're kind of keeping your eye there. Um, Clark and Ace, you two hear this conversation going on behind you, and you watch as uh, Kilcannon and Samagundi almost like shriek and cower <laughs> away from something and fall down to the ground, but you see nothing around them. Uh, Kill Cannon and uh, Sal, you each take three points of psychic damage as the two of you fall to the ground oh. and look around you and you see nothing. Mm. Are you guys okay? To be fair, this is all your fault. I mean, can we move to like help them up? Well, yeah, I mean, so, so you... yeah, I, Go I was gonna say like, Ace and I will help them up. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so, so Zenta, Zenta, Ace, and Clark uh, help the the two of you up. Um. And and you can inform them of what you just saw and experienced. Um, there is a whole bunch of disgusting, nasty-ass, giant cockroaches spilling out. They look gross. 
I'm sure there's something on me still. Y'all got to pay for these clothes to be put replaced because you know what? They touched me, and I'm about to burn these afterwards. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna hold my rocker as a kill. I don't, I don't see any roaches anywhere. <laughs> They're here. I don't care what y'all gonna say. You're all trusting that crazy ass little lady over there who's gonna like disapparate any second now. So I don't know why I'm here anymore. We need to get the f out of here because this is gross as hell. Okay, kill. I Thank just, you. I just See? witnessed you fall to the ground and scream with nothing around you. I don't think we're dealing with things that are actually physical. All I'm saying is, I know what I saw. Sal knows what he saw. So we all need to just get this. We need to get our ish in order and get the heck out, heck out of here. But kill. Look, think look about around you though. Yeah, what they would, no. would they disappear? Where have they gone then? If there was like <laughs> explaining mean, like you just said. Do you not? Are you saying you don't believe me? Is that are those the words that are coming out of your mouth right now? Are you saying you do not believe me? I'm yes. not saying that you didn't see it, but that doesn't mean that it was actually there. Yeah. I I am horrified. I am soiled. I feel disgusted. You're what? So like I fell on the ground. Look at these smudge marks. How do I get these out of my cloak? Hello? Usually people oh, say you soiled when yourself. Yeah. I uh I don't know where your potty humor comes from, but when I fall on the ground, I get soiled. No, uh, no. As, as as you all are having this argument and discussion, um Lucius you have used this time to sneak over to the uh, to the to this. I've literally become one with the wall. <laughs> um, as you as you slowly creep over to it, uh, you get to just the opening, and you kind of like peek further in, and you can see standing there is just almost the disembodied legs of a person bleeding down from the top of them with their legs and boots standing there. What the hell? <laughs> Y'all call me crazy now? Interrupting all of you's conversation and argument uh like echoing through the chamber, you hear Lucius scream, "What the hell!" Then right. he's gonna turn around and like rush. Over yeah, same. Like, what's like, going on? Uh, like holding my Lucius, Lucius kind of like backs a little bit, holds his nose, and points over, and you see uh, the completely dismembered uh, legs, probably like just above the knee, like mid thigh down, of somebody's legs standing there bloodied pants very weather-worn boots how can i like inspect it more how fresh is the blood and such so you like get down and like in inspect it uh give me a either investigation or a medicine check whichever is better for you Fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah. Um, as you're inspecting it, it looks to be fairly old and dried, but as you are kind of like down on the ground checking it out, uh, you actually see the legs turn and start to walk further down the tunnel that they're going. 
guys, this doesn't look too fresh, but <gasps> uh, okay, it's moving. It's walking. It's leaving. It's I gone. It's about as fresh as it can get. No. Enough to walk away. Um, I think we just need to burn this whole thing down. Let's just start lighting things on fire and get the heck out of here. Where's it going? We need to find out what's going on, though. Where's... How do we follow them? Bush girl. So the legs went, what doing. The legs uh, as, you, as you all are talking about this, uh, uh, Crisea, you kind of hear Crisea pop up behind all of you. Just go, hey, guys. <laughs> and you, all, you all turn and uh she's got a, a pickaxe holstered there she's got a, a sledgehammer in her hands she goes you guys want to check out the latest tunnel right yes i mean do we or do we want to follow wherever <laughs> feet are going can i can i be like who's that and point at the legs uh, over there do we split up and take two teams in two directions? No. As you all, as you all look, uh, you can't see the legs anymore. Oh boy! They've completely disappeared. Kaseya, keep leading us to the newest tunnel. Confirmed. When I'm was? But before we go, when was the tunnel opened? How long ago? She goes. Oh, the newest tunnel was probably announced a couple days ago. Okay, yeah, lead us. Uh, we've been slowly working. Okay. Yep, let's go. Great. She uh, kind of like slums the sledgehammer on her on her shoulder um, and uh, kind of like points to the, the, the winding tunnel down. She goes, let's go. All right. I would just like to say, for the record, I have dubious thoughts about all of this in terms of where this is. Kill, kill, kill. Would you rather be here with us so we can protect you, or would you rather be out there where we don't know what's out there? I, again, I we have Zenta, who is like the only person at this point that I trust to get us through this, so I will follow as long as she is willing to lead the charge. All the rest of you, you have something to prove to me still. Think, so of, just think, your think kill, about the you? song. Don't you want something heroic to come back with and say, yeah, I did all this like cool stuff, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, called, it's called writer's rule of, of crafting. I get to say whatever I need to to tell a great story. Again, I get to be a participant by watching Zenta do these beautiful, wonderful things. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm the queen of Dockers. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go follow. Hi guys, <laughs> let's start walking. So what's the what's the order? Are we maintaining the same order as before? I think, I think we should. Yeah, Zenta will move back towards the front. So, so we, yeah. we, we maintain Zoo, uh, Lucius and Zenta, followed Zoo? by Clark and Ace, followed by Kilcannon and Salmagundi. Yeah. Yep. Great. Wonderful. Clearly nothing was broke. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, as we continue down Wait, this what? tunnel. <laughs> as we continue down this tunnel, um, if once again I can go ahead and get a round of perception checks from uh, Lucia Kizinta and from Kilcannon and Salmagundi. We're just on the along for the ride, Clark. We're just just we're playing Pata Cake as we walk. in the car, they're the drivers. Yeah. <laughs> 14. What'd you get, Lane? <laughs> I got a 6. I got a 6. I got a 7. Last time. 
I gotta say. I, I knew there was a reason that was a, a very pointed question of, I'm gonna ask you what you got, Zenta, because I don't want to say what I got yet. You don't. And so I'm you gonna do that for your perception check. Six. Beautiful. We are doomed! That's not good. So, uh, you all are continuing to make your way down, and uh, Chrisea continues moving forward. There Occasionally there's a like a side tunnel off to the, the right as you all are continuing to make your way down. Um, but uh, they do look like fairly well excavated and you can kind of see where like eventually they like the side tunnel just stops after a certain point um, because they've lost the vein or the vein moved in a different direction. Um, as you reach probably your third one that you're making your way down. Um, as you guys continue moving forward, Kilcannon, you kind of stop and you realize that Sal is a few steps behind you and is kind of staring off into one of these side tunnels and you kind of like get the group to stop. Sal. Uh, yeah, Sal, what's up, dude? Come Sal, on. as you are, as you all are making your way down, um, you think you hear something down the second tunnel, but you kind of just brush it off um, using the, the rock that you have to like look into the tunnel and see that nothing's there. The third tunnel that you, side tunnel that you reach, the voices are, are much more prevalent. And you hear the sound of almost clinking of, of swords and uh, blades hitting armor. And you kind of stop for a second and you hold your light up and you take one step forward and you are at your old training grounds. You're amongst the rest of the Red Fellowship, and you are actively fending off somebody from attacking you in the middle of training. Um, actual bladed swords attacking you. You're holding up your, your weapons. You're holding up your shield. You're trying to stop them from coming at you, but they keep coming forward. And as they continue to do so, you continue to hear this voice say, get it together, Sal Magundi, get it together. And they continue to uh, hit you. They knock your shield away. They knock your blade away. They continue moving forward at you, slashing across your armor again and again with blades until you are knocked to the ground. And oh. this weapon continues to hit you over and over and over and over again. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Sixteen. Perfect. Right as they knock you down, uh, you hear uh, the female voice that was barking orders at you earlier just call out, just finish him, he's not worth it. And you watch the figure above you twist their blade up and go to stab down into you. And right as you do, you pop up from the ground. And Kilcannon, you watch as Sal shoots up from prone on the ground, breathing heavily. I I approach him and I ask him like, "Hey, 
what's going on? Are you all right? What, like, it, it seemed like something was really happening. Like, what what's going on? I mean, did you not see the... I mean... <sighs> when, you, when you point, Sal, Kill Cannon, you and Sal actually look into that tunnel and you see standing there the figure of a minor face contorted in pain and agony, gray skin, a large amount of like bludgeoning and blunt force trauma along the left side of their face, um, just standing there cold, staring at you and holding out a hand towards Sal. Um, so the others probably still think we're cray cray. So maybe we should tell them what just happened because this is clearly not cool. This is not cool. This is not flippin' cool. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, like... The other the other four of you, at this point, you you hear this commotion and you turn around, you kind of like you have to backtrack a little bit around the corner to see Kill Cannon like helping Sal stand up and they're they're both like looking into the tunnel at something. As the other four of you rejoin with them, you see the same ghostly minor figure staring back at you all and holding a hand out towards Sal Magundi. Guys, look over there. Where? Right there. Can I <laughs> Can I try talking to it from where I'm standing? I'm not going to go to it, but like a little closer. Of course. What do you say? Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, it kind of turns its head from Sal. The rest of its body turns. It hold. It lowers its left hand and holds its right hand out to you. And then this long, mournful moan just escapes from it. And it starts to slowly glide towards you, Clark. Clark. What is what's our survivor? What is our guide doing through this? Like, what's her deal? She kind of uh, at this point, you would look back, and she'd stopped and is like turned back to you all. She goes, "Are you guys coming, Clark? I need you to give me a charisma saving throw, please." I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Roll an eighteen and. Uh, plus five, so that's 23. 23? Uh-huh. As this ghostly minor figure moves towards you and continues moving, it gets right up to you, slowly passes into you, and then passes back behind you. And it kind of, like, stops. <sighs> all of you watch as it emerges on the other side of Clark. Um, and Clark, you feel this entire chill from like skull all the way down your spine as every single hair stands on the back of your neck. Um, oh and you have to God. stop for a second. And as it as it enters you and continues to pass through you, you uh, hear that incredibly loud scream that you heard Chrisea utter earlier. Um, and you you hear a more masculine voice this time say, help me, please. 
before its presence leaves you on the other side and floats behind you and then dissipates. But can I, could could anybody else hear the the? No. Okay. You good? All right, guys. Um, he went through me. Uh-huh. Yeah, we saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, guys, he went through me, and I could feel his emotions and fear in him. And I think in order to solve this, we have to figure out, get to get to the bottom of this and help them. Like, he literally screamed at me, help. Um, whatever's taking place here is not good. Um, I grew up around this type of stuff, so, like, I... I know that in order to help them, we, there's something that we have to do. Either it's unfinished business or something's keeping them here. You, uh, you grew up in a mine? No, Lucius. We'll talk about it later, but we need to keep following Bush Girl. Okay. And at this point, she kind of like, she perks up and she goes, oh, are you, are you guys coming? Ah! Okay. Yeah! Okay. Mm-hmm. You just keep popping up everywhere. This is great, guys. This is just super awesome. Nothing bad's gonna happen, I can tell already. Nothing bad will happen. A lot. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> no, no. Do be suspicious. Do be suspicious. So you guys maintain the regular uh order once more and continue to follow Crisea down the tunnel? Can I be in front this time? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'll take the lead uh, this time. I, uh, can I give him some guidance? Yes, you, you can, you can, you can. So you're, you're gonna um, um, give guidance to Clark as he, he takes the lead. Um, are you still maintaining your your spot at the, the rear with Kill Cannon? I'm just kind of like... Okay, perfect. You know it. Um, is, is anybody walking alongside Clark since they can, since two people can kind of. Oh, can, yeah. I, can I? Oh, okay. I was like, can I hold Spin's hand? <laughs> Either I can or, or if Lucius wants to. I just need someone to protect me, but we're going, I'm going first. Hey, Clark. Yeah, we're going to be fine. We need to see everything first up here, so... I mean, I'm not scared. I just... We gotta save them. We gotta help them. Oh, yeah. I'm not scared either. Yeah. Definitely not scared. Definitely not scared. No. No. It's fine. They're just... I hold my hand. Like, not scared. Yeah. That's fine. Zinta Zinta will reach out. No, no, no. I meant... I meant hold their hand to, like, help them through. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you sure. Someone to hold your hand. No. Sure. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. <laughs> like grab onto my sweaty hand. Let's go. So this time, this time we have uh, Clark and Lucius at the head, Zinta and Ace right behind, and Kill Cannon and Samagundi in very rare form behind them. Confirmed. All right. Uh, so you all continue to make your way down. Uh, you encounter another one or two of the side uh, tunnels as you go, but eventually this kind of like spiral tunnel eventually ends 
and it opens up into an incredibly large chamber that actually has about three or four tunnel exits uh, leading off of it, uh, most of which, um, if I can get Zinta, Aisk, and Lucius to give me survival checks real quick. Survival checks, ooh. At disadvantage, right? Yes, oh, yeah. your checks, Aisk, are at disadvantage because you are exhausted. I'm so tired. Should have uh, rested. 17. 17. Lucius? 7. Proud of you. <laughs> Zenta? 20. 20. Perfect. Um, so, Zenta, you are you are used to having to track people, um, especially when they are on the run and you're having to, like, give chase to them. So you are very, very easily equipped at uh, being able to kind of, like, tell where True North is in relation to yourself, even when you are underground or in a building, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and Aisk, uh, from your min uh, your time spent um, in amongst uh, the forests and uh, the mountains um, of your homeland, um, similar nature, you're, you're easily able to tell uh, whether that is uh, of an avian nature or not. It's just kind of like something that you regularly kept up with. Um, so the two of you are able to know that uh, um, the majority of the uh, of the mining tunnels actually lead off either once you have arrived, they lead off either uh, east or south, and there is uh, one tunnel that actually leads back like deeper and to the north. When you're when you're looking at the the tunnel exits that you have emerged at. Um, which which way is, is a bush girl trying to lead us? Um, you see, uh, as she arrives at uh, uh, this um, level, she actually goes like she's going to start walking towards the uh, the tunnel entrance to the north. Um, and if I can get uh, Clark and Lucius to give me perception checks real quick, since you two would have been the the first ones into the Okay. Real quick, before you tell me, Fenris, you need to throw that die away. Look, figure out a different die. <laughs> it has been bad. It has been bad, right? Throw it, throw it across the room and find it's a different so D20. Pretty, it's so pretty, though. You're right. You're totally right. <laughs> Clark, got... what did you roll? 18. And Lucius? 11. It's... It was a six on the dice. It's not 18, so. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Clark, you kind of hear coming from that uh, tunnel that's heading uh, like deeper underground and to the north, you actually hear the faint echoes of like a pickaxe hitting stone um, uh, emanating from there. Um, Lucius, you do not hear that. Um, because while the others are keeping their eyes on Crisea heading in that direction and uh, Clark kind of like recognizing and, and mentioning the, the sound of mining coming from that tunnel, um, you actually, Lucius, catch the sight of a ghostly woman that looks akin to the mother to Crisea hair completely frizzled out, white, 
and almost completely in shock, the face completely contorted in pain and torment as she just locks eyes with you and slowly floats backward into one of the other tunnels. And that's where we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay. We will rejoin in about five or ten minutes uh, after everybody's had a, a, a quick moment. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, if you're just joining us, we will give a brief recap of all of the creepy, horrifying action uh, through this first hour whenever we return. Uh, and thank you all for joining us tonight on Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Gatewitch. We will be right back.
we're back. Welcome back, everybody, to Spoopy <clears throat> Night here on Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Gay Twitch. If you are just joining us, or if you have just joined us during the break, uh, during the first hour, the group decided that it was a really great idea to continue to go in deep into the minds of the boroughs. With objections. Uh, after, after realizing that uh, just about all of this denizens, or literally all of the denizens of this town, uh, seem to be ghosts or spirits. Um, and uh, upon uh, making friends with uh, Chrisea, uh, one of uh, the spirits who had continued to uh, reach out and make contact uh, with Clark, uh, they have continued to make their way down into the mines, where a number of horrifying uh, visions uh, have continued to plague the group. Uh, Kill Cannon and Salmagundi uh, witnessed a uh, overwhelming swarm and wave of cockroaches uh, make their way um, over them and on top of them as the group looked on and nothing happened. The group saw a pair of uh, disembodied uh, bloody legs uh, hiding behind a stalactite that upon further inspection began to turn and just walk away on their own down the tunnel. As they continued to make their way down, uh, Salmagundi was plagued by uh, visions of uh, his training and of uh, his superiors okaying his death, uh, where uh, Kill Cannon's assistance was able to pull him out of that vision and uh, was able to reveal the uh, image of a spectral miner who... Uh, attempted to get assistance from Sal. Um, as uh, Clark intervened, uh, the spirit uh, moved towards Clark and through him. And as the spirit moved through Clark, uh, he heard the overwhelming uh, cry for help um, and of pain and torment. Eventually, the group continued to make their way down the mining tunnel till they arrived at uh, another landing with many different mining tunnels leading off of them. One of them, Clark, correctly identified the sound of mining coming from further deep down in that mining tunnel. But Lucius was caught off guard, having caught the eye of a spectral woman with frayed, shocked-out white hair, a completely hollow, sunken face, frozen in torment and pain, as she leaned back into the tunnel. And that is where we pick up. Lucius, what would you like to do? So there is a, the tunnel where I just saw that spirit. Mm-hmm. And then that, tunnel tunnel. that tunnel is probably about 10 or 15 feet to your right. There are two more tunnels that are spread out in front of you, and then one over to your left that the rest of the group seems to be slowly migrating towards. I've chased the rest of the group. I run. <laughs> I run away from that thing. Okay. Um, before so I do, though, before I do, though, I'll, I'll go to run, and I'll, like, look at it really quick, and I'll pick up a pebble, and I'll cast light, and I'll throw it. In that direction? Yeah, in that direction. Um, so as you cast light on the pebble and you toss it down that tunnel, you see nothing but like rock and stone tunnel like uh, illuminated from that rock as you go. And as you turn to look, you see in front of you 
uh, a that figure of that woman now almost completely gaunt, arms spread out, fingers far longer than they should be, face completely gaunt, hair completely shocked away in uh, this purplish mist almost form. Uh, as she kind of like reaches out and goes to grab hold around you with her hands extending forward around your neck. And I'm going to need you to give me a charisma saving throw. Oh, hell no. Better get that uniqueness nerve and talent while you're at it. While while you're doing so, uh, curry number one. Thank God you told me not to use that dice anymore. I'm imagining a witch from Left 4 Dead 2 right now. Charisma? <laughs> Charisma, yes. Dirty 20. Dirty Ooh. 20. Uh, as, uh, as you, um, as her hand uh, wraps around your throat, you are immediately met with uh, your eyes go wide and you see and hear the sounds of a few individuals banging against what sounds like stone with some type of like hollow uh, surface behind them. Um, And they are banging away at it with sledgehammers and you see the stone starting to fall away and collapse in on itself and reveal some type of chamber on the other side. And you see individuals kind of like peering in and they're trying to figure out what's going on before your vision comes back to you and the woman is standing back in front of you again in normal uh, minor garb, um, hair slowly falling back down around her shoulders, um, face kind of forlorn looking up at you and she kind of like slowly removes her hand from around your neck. And she kind of like looks up at you and she just goes, I'm so sorry. Please help us. Before she dissipates in front of your eyes. Uh, Those of you uh, around, other than than Clark, um, are able to turn just in time as you see the figure of this minor woman take her hand off of Lucius's neck and then slowly dissipate. Lucius will just like kind of like you see him like slowly raise his hand up and you can tell like all the hair on his body is like standing up all the hair on his arms you like little hairs on his neck and he like reaches up and he's still like kind of like wide-eyed and he grabs his neck and just kind of like thinks for a second and like it's almost like you normally see this little like gleam in his eye almost at all times no matter what um but he's just kind of like it's kind of glossed over for a second as he like looks like he's lost in thought and then he like kind of shakes his head and like he's like like it looks like he struggles to find words and he'll like see you guys and like meet up and he'll like kind of like jaw over to you guys and be like we need a can we just hurry up please and like in a much much hushed tone that he's used to speaking in what do y'all do so if i'm getting this right so like what direction is is the girl leading us in like she's leading you towards the tunnel that clark 
heard the mining sounds okay. coming from. And then what direction did the did the mother like apparition go down? She she was down one of the other tunnels and uh but you all didn't see her. You all turned right as like Lucius was starting to run back towards you all, and then you saw a figure of a minor woman pull her hand away from Lucius's neck and then disappear. Okay. Can I can I ask Lucius if what he saw? Lucius, uh did she touch you? Yes, yeah, she kinda of grabbed my neck. I, uh, I didn't see her at first. She kind of like snuck up on me. She was a scary. Um, didn't look like that at first either. Okay. Did you see um, anything? She, yeah, but like nothing I'm familiar with. I didn't. Just it looked like um, like if you were in a room was all stone, like no walls, and then like the walls caved in, and there were people on the other side, and they were just kind of like looking trying to figure it out that's it really i didn't i'd never been there i didn't recognize it okay i'm just sort of like watching the group and i'm kind of singing to myself a little bit trying to comprise a little bit of a song that has detailed a few of our exploits so far just i'm just like as a coping mechanism because i'm like this is not happening. It's not happening. Okay, cool. Like, let's just sing about some stuff. Yay. All right, cool. Kill Cannon, go ahead and give me a performance check real quick. Okay. Uh, 18. 18. As you kind of continue to sing to yourself and uh, strum a bit on your lyre and uh, just try to come down from everything as you uh, continue to do so and you're kind of like just kind of like turning amongst yourself and uh, trying not to focus on, on too terribly many things. You continue to see one figure emerge from one of the side tunnels and another figure slowly walks forward. A couple walks forward holding hands with a small child in front of them. And as they continue to do so, give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. Oh, God. What'd you get? Oh, God. Uh, 19. Okay. 19. <laughs> um, as as they continue to step forward, you continue to hear curses and shouting and just rude comments and vitriol spilled in your direction. The couple that walks forward with the child hands their child a like a soiled piece of fruit and he goes to throw it at you and you dodge out of the way just in time. Uh, but you. many of them continue to just like spit in your direction and call out at you and they're continuing to crowd around you and just before that group of people can kind of like completely encapsulate you you kind of like jump away from it and the entire group is gone okay let's not play music anymore mm -hmm. I start 
crying to myself a little bit because I'm really upset by what just happened. Kilcannon, are you all right? I'd rather not talk about right now. It... <laughs> Someone didn't like my performance. Don't overdo yourself. I, I'll be fine. I just, I just need some time. <laughs> um, as the rest of you are kind of like watching this happen, um, uh, you actually kind of uh, look down and you you see like right at uh, Kilcannon's foot a what what looks to be like a like an advertisement or like a flyer for uh, a performance by Kilcannon Vrice and it has a huge canceled stamp over top of it and with many many bits of writing that say like fraud liar plagiarist like written all down the paper um before the paper like picks up and blows down the tunnel that you all were looking towards and it slowly <laughs> dissipates and vanishes now i could have sworn it said trash as well you're not helping <laughs> Where's... I do not like these ghosts. They do not have taste. They do not know a good performer when they see one. I am ready to destroy some folks. Can I get an amen up in here? No? Fine. Yeah. I, will, I will give an amen myself. Yeah. Um, see, I'm alone all day. I'm looking all you. Silence. Some bardic inspirations are gonna go missing now. Mm -hmm. At this point, where's Chrisaya? We have been able to like deduce that it seems like our fears are being preyed on. Uh, roll me an insight check, Santa. Boy, I've not been having a good time on this tonight. Uh. 12. 12. Um, you're, you're starting to put the pieces together. Um, it, you're not quite sure, certain whether, whether it is like direct fears that are being preyed on or just like, like, like exact, you're not sure exactly what it is, but you're starting to head in that direction. Like, there seems to be enough evidence that, like, enough negative aspects of you and the other individuals are being touched on. Um, but it, 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 like, it's not quite fully connecting there for you yet. We're being messed with. Yeah. <laughs> Can I? <clears throat> So after just hearing what Lucius described, can I? I'm going to turn to Crisea. Um, Crisea, was there? Is there a room with no walls? What do you mean? Or was there? Has there recently been a cave-in of some sort? Oh, uh, well, not a not a cave-in per se. Um, but we, we did find, uh, 
uh, an enclosure at, at one of the ends of the tunnels that actually looked like it had led into like already made or, or excavated caverns or tunnels. Which way is that? Just that way. And she points in the, the direction that you heard the mining going on. <laughs> We're going. Let's go. All right. Um, Wes, how long has it been since we entered the mine? Um, probably about 30 minutes. Okay. All right. Well, onward. onward. So with you guys heading forward, uh, what is the marching order once more? Um, I'll take place like up there next to Clark. Yeah. Okay, so Zenta this time kind of like grabs on the crack and Lucius just kind of... I mean, I'm feeling kind of incentivized. I'm feeling very slighted, both by the lackluster response from my team, but also the fact that these people dare to decide that I did not have a great performance. How dare they? Okay. I want to be near the front. Okay. So we have uh, we have, we have Clark and Zenta up front, Kill Cannon, and who is alongside Kill Cannon for this round? I'll, I'll be with him. Ace, perfect. So we have uh, Kilkin and Ace in the middle, and then uh, Lucius and Samagundi uh, heading up the rear once more. So as we continue to make our way down this next tunnel, you can see that this one seems to be the newest as the actual formation of the tunnel uh, continues to kind of like vary. There are times in which uh, you guys kind of have to like scoot past one after the other to like get around an outcropping that hasn't been completely properly cleared away um, as we go through. Um, but you all eventually arrive at a small kind of like stopping point where it looks like enough room for one person has been cleared away in the rock before you. Um, and so you can kind of look and see it. It almost has like one person's worth of uh, of like opening to be able to like one person to like get through and continue moving forward. Um, but you see like the darkness before you at this outcropping and uh, all of you at this point can make out the very, very distinct sounds of mining coming from very, very far away from this point moving forward. All right, guys. If this is the only way forward then, right? I believe so. Mm -hmm. Can um, I peek into it? You, you, you kind of like step up and look in. Roll me a perception check, Lucius. Oh, uh, Ace, did you want to do so as well? Oh, I was just going to roll my rock like through it. Okay, yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, if you if you do so, um, actually, I'll allow you, Lucius, to go ahead and roll at advantage uh, with uh, the light kind of, like, giving you some guidance rather than having to rely on your dark vision. 23. 23. Beautiful. Um, so as the rock kind of, like, slides into the, the room itself, you can see gone are the rough-hewn um, elements of kind of like carefully mined out uh, uh, tunnel ways and networks and replaced is a stone flooring and kind of like carefully constructed walls 
in what looks to be an actual chamber itself. Do I notice, am I familiar with the room from what I just saw? Um, you you recognize this as what the miners were looking into whenever they had broke through the, the wall. I think we're going in the right way. This is where okay. we're supposed to go. Out of curiosity, how how narrow is this like passage into this other what chamber? I, I was gonna say it it's like relatively wide. They they opened it up well enough to where you're not having to like scoot to the side and scoot in. Like you can easily walk into the the room, um, but it's no wider than like a, a standard doorway where like only one person can walk in at a time. <laughs> Before we enter, okay. oh, so, uh, is this Chrisaya? Is this the room that you guys found a couple days ago? How? When was this discovered? Um, as you turn to her, Clark, you look once more and you see the like frozen in fear and panic, like gaunt, grayed out face, looking up at you. Um, and once more, you watch as she kind of immediately clutches onto both sides of your face, grabs you and holds on to you and just says, help me, please. I need you to make a charisma saving throw for me real quick. Okay. <laughs> 15. Plus five, so 20. 30, 20. 20. Um, as you, as uh, her fingers and palms grasp onto the sides of your face, uh, you immediately feel fear and the urge to flee and the sound of running behind you. And then everything goes dark. And then you feel it again and you feel it again and it feels like it's constantly happening to you over and over and over again. And it just kind of spirals until all of a sudden you blink and she's no longer there in front of you. You all watched as this figure grabbed on to Clark and he stood frozen for a second and then his eyes blinked and she was gone. Clark, as you come to, you are still in control of your senses. Everything is still there, but she is nowhere to be found. Okay. Uh, guys, I'm pretty sure once this wall opened up, something ghastly went down. Um, mm -hmm. So just be prepared. We're going in. Um, I mean, still not all that convinced that we should be, be like doing all this, but I'm going to be giving some bark inspiration to the one and only Zenta. Cause again, I just feel like <laughs> we need it. We need it. It's, it's just, <laughs> we need that's, it. Yeah, we need it. Okay. I, uh, who wants to go first? I mean, Zenta's feeling inspired, so she's just gonna go ahead and walk through that doorway. Perfect. So, uh, Zenta, it is, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the next 10 minutes, or is it the hour? 
it is an hour. No, ten minutes. Ten minutes. I got it right this time. I'm always wrong. I got it right. Ten minutes. So uh, for the next ten minutes, Zenta, uh, the next time you make an attack roll, saving throw, or ability check, you can roll a d6 and add that onto that roll. Um, you can do that before I tell you whether or not it's a good roll or not. Um, so you step forward. Uh, who are the next ones in line? Can I go next, please? So we have Zenta, followed by Aesk. I'll follow behind. Followed by Clark. Can I pick up my rockers at the earliest convenience as well? Of course, of course, easily. Because you can still see where it's landing. It's, it's lit up. Okay. Uh, Lucius, Kilcannon, and Sal, where do you all land? I mean, I feel like I'm probably next. I'm, I'm still... Invested okay. in seeing where this is going out, even if I'm very dubious about what we're going to be doing. Okay. So Kill Cannon is next, followed by Lucius and then Sal. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good to me. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily commenting on the fact that Lucius has gotten further and further back in the line as we go. I'm but also, <laughs> but also, I'm going to say that. <laughs> uh, I'm not calling you out. I'm not even gonna call you out. <laughs> but also, she she's gotten further and further back in the line as we continue experiencing some spooky things. So as you all make your way into this chamber, you can see there are a number of areas where large stone columns actually reach from the floor to the ceiling that is about. 20 or 30 feet up. You can see directly past you a set of very well-made stone stairs that actually lead down in, but none of the area around where you are at appears to be rough-hewn in any way. It all appears to be very well-made, very well-crafted, very purposeful. And... Uh, those of you that are giving a look around, uh, everybody go ahead and give me a perception check, please. <gasps> We're going to start with Clark. I got a dirty 20. Ace? Uh, wait. 16. 15, perfect. Lucius is just turning away from me. Six. Six, <laughs> proud of you. Kill cannon. 19. 19, beautiful. Zenta? 22. 22, beautiful. And Samagunti? Luscious, we high five. Six. <laughs> the two people at the back of the room are like, we don't want to go in. We don't want to look at anything. We don't, no, we're fine. We're good. Y'all invest. Y'all can keep them cockroaches. So as uh, the rest of you begin looking around at the room, you see a number of symbols and words carved into some of the stone on both the walls and the columns. Um, Clark, what languages do you speak? Celestial, common, and infernal. Ace, what languages do you speak? Uh, Aracoca, Oran, Celestial, common. Kill Cannon? Celestial and common. And Zenta. <laughs> What languages do you speak? 
Um, a common and orc. Perfect. Um, those of you that speak celestial are infernal. You can infer some of the words and the symbols. Uh, however, they are used in ways that you are not familiar with. Uh, that's indicating that it likely is a different form of speech or language um, that uses a common alphabet to uh, the languages that you know. I mean, you like, are the common meanings like, you're all gonna die, or? As, as you are checking things over, uh, you uh, continue to find um, three words of commonality that you are able to decipher that regularly come up. And they are hunger, below, and earth. Nope, 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 Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no, I see it. No, he he actually it. just pointed at, like, some dirt smudged on the wall, and you were like, no, baby, that's nothing. That's nothing. Over know? here. Over here. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, okay, yeah, that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Lucius and uh, Sal, as the others point this out, what languages do you two speak? Very good question. I speak I see... yes, queen, yes. I speak... <laughs> Unfortunately, common and uh, primordial. Common and primordial, yes. Yes, that. Uh, that. Common, druidic, sylvan, and celestial. Oh, okay. Um, so once they pointed out, uh, the two of you are able to identify uh, the the similar things as the others. Um, however. Uh, Now, um, with your uh, your proficiency in uh, the primordial language, um, you are able to uh, actually uh, reference another word that is commonly um, related, like over and over and over again, and you're able to identify parts of the uh, parts of the alphabet, um, and it seems to give a common name over and over and over again. And the name that it continues to give is Polashnar. Hmm. <laughs> I was just like, when's he going to start writing this down? <laughs> are, 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 we, are we sharing this with the group as well? But, and, and Sal, you, you actually point this out, and the more that you point this out, you actually see all of the, eventually, you can actually point out a number of times on all of the engravings around the room, where all of those words come together to form the full title, Holashnar, The Hunger Below the Earth. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Starving. Uh, 
Hi guys. Hi guys. Um, well, if we're already this far and basically we're all gonna die, might as well just keep looking, I guess, right? Um. Yeah. I can assure you that uh, these words on the wall mean nothing that you are trying to uh, conclude to. As this is happening, um, Ace, give me a perception check, please. Okay, okay. First one is 20. Next one is... Oh, that was good. Um, <laughs> uh, I got 15 in total. 15 total. Mm -hmm. um, as, as this discussion is going on, and, and Samagundi is pointing out the various spots on the walls and on the, the columns that uh, all of the words that everybody has been able to uh, decipher fit together, um, almost like a title. Um, you here almost overwhelmingly so the sound of the mining that is continuing to echo from down below the stairs um, is regularly replaced with the sound of crackling wood and as you turn from the column that you all are looking on you begin to see the faint glow of the other columns have now been replaced with large, large redwood trees that are burning and ablaze. And you watch as figures stand at the base of each of them and slowly turn towards you with a torch in hand. And they continue to slowly make their way towards you step by step by step. I need you to go ahead and give me a charisma saving throw, please. What a stat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, okay. Ten. <laughs> you, you didn't roll that at disadvantage, did you? I did. You, no, no. You On saving throws, you do not. It's just on ability checks. So it's oh, not okay. on attack oh, well, rolls. My, my, my first roll was a ten, so... Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, you, you don't have to... Uh, so you don't roll a disadvantage on attack rolls or saving throws. It's just on ability checks while you're Oh, exhausted. okay. Okay, cool. Um, as they continue to make their way uh, towards you, one figure actually walks into you, and you feel your vision go white for a second before it kind of comes back to... And you realize that you still have all of your sight and your vision and your senses, but control of your body is not yours. And those of you that are watching are, are, are deciphering the, the words on the column, watch as Ask turns back around to you all and says, I need your help. What? Like, how do you need our help? Hey, what what's up? Are you hungry? Come. Thirsty? And Ace turns around and walks over to the stairs and just points a finger down the hallway, says, 
We need your help. We? Guys, I think he's possessed. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Um, Let's... Can, can we, like... Do something about him being possessed because I mean I'm kind of not cool with Ace being possessed. I mean, is it just me? I mean, uh, are we supposed to accept this? I mean, <laughs> come on. He he holds up a talon and says, "I mean your friend no harm." Okay. Um, I mean, great. Can I? That? Like, I don't know. Would you like ask permission to like do stuff to him? Can I ask me for a friend? Can I uh, insight check it? Using yeah. whatever I can. Go ahead, go ahead and go ahead and give me an insight roll. Well, fifteen. Fifteen. Um, you can tell there there's an, an amount of sincerity to what they're saying, um, and that these are not Ace's words. Um, but as the hairs stand up on the back of your neck, mm-hmm. you you feel a, an amount of trust between you and whoever is speaking. Okay. Guys, I can feel whatever's inside Clark. Or I am Clark. Whatever's inside Ace. <laughs> Sorry, when I'm doing this, I get a little boozy. Um... <laughs> We can trust it. Uh, we should follow Ace. I mean... I'm well, that way not totally convinced still, but... I guess for the sake of the story, it's kind of funny to watch Ace walk, hop around like and be possessed. So cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fine. As- as you all are having this discussion, um, I need everybody, including Ace, to give me a perception check, please. 20. 30. 18. It's about time. Wait, what kind of oh check? Oh my god. A perception check. Oh, 18. Okay. 18? Ace? Uh, 19. Sorry, 19. 19, 19. Dirty 20. 3. Proud of you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do a lot of math. 21. 21. And Sal? Clean 22. Oh, 22! Oh, oh my god, that was a 4. Oh no. <laughs> 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 oh, we like, oh no. Yeah. Four. No, 22, beautiful. So, um, so all of you, uh, minus, um, minus Kill Cannon, um, here, you're able to pick up over the sound of uh, the the mining coming from down the stairs, what sounds like the rattling of chain until from where the possessed form of Ace is pointing, uh, those of you, and Curry, this will be number two, those of you who, uh, who rolled well, minus kill cannon, watch as this heavily shrouded figure dragging chains over top of their neck and far down behind them continues to crawl its way up the stairs reach into the form of ace grab around and those of you watch as this 
figure of a miner is pulled from the body of Ace until dark veins pour all around it, and then its entire form completely dissipates as this figure turns a heavily hooded head towards you all. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and whenever we come back, we'll face whatever this is. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Thank you all so much for sticking with us. Yeah. Uh, we will return just after a quick break to face off with whatever that is that they just found. Um, before uh, we will give you all a, a quick recap at the start of the, uh, after the break, of uh, where we have been up to this point, if you were just joining us. Thank you all so much for being with us during this very spoopy edition of Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Gatewitch. We'll be back after the break.
and we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Game Twitch. We are a LGBTQ live stream D&D uh, channel, uh, or game, as it were, uh, on the fabulous uh, Captain Curry Kalel's uh, Twitch channel here. Um, if you are just joining us, the uh, group made their way into the Mines of the Burrows, uh, beset by horrifying spirits. Um, and after witnessing a uh, numerous quantity of horrifying visions uh, that have plagued uh, pretty much all of the members of our group at this point, uh, they found their way down a mining tunnel uh, that led to a completely man-made chamber. Uh, and upon investigating it, found the name Holashnar the Hunger Below the Earth in various languages that the group was able to identify via the alphabet, but not necessarily the language itself. Um, and upon investigating this, our dear Aisk uh, turned around and was beset by images of a uh, burning forest, whereupon the figures who uh, lit it ablaze stepped forward and then uh, possessed our dear Aisk, who then asked the rest of the group for help. Upon leading them to the stairs that led further below this room, uh, a large majority of the group heard the sounds of uh, the uh, chattering of chains as this heavily hooded figure bearing chains around their neck and dragging behind them came emerging from the stairwell, thrust its arm into Aisk and pulled the spirit out from him before dark veins spread amongst the ghastly spirit of uh, one of the miners and then completely dissipated as it turned its attention to the rest of the group. And that is where we have left off as it turns its ghastly gaze uh, towards our heroes. So uh, everybody has rolled for initiative. Uh, Clark, what did you get? 20. Beautiful. Ace. Eight. Oh. oh, 21. 21. Beautiful. Kill cannon. First natural 20. We got a 10. 10. Zenta? Do you say shout out to Kill Cannon for that bardic inspiration because she got a 20. Ooh. And Salmagundi? A dirty 22. 22! Uh, so, Sal, we actually start with you. You look you look on as uh, this uh, ghostly hooded figure. Picture uh, a Dementor from uh, the Harry Potter series uh, floating up from the stairwell, large, heavy chains wrapped around their neck and dragging behind them as they pulled the spirit that was possessing Ace out from him, completely dissipated it, and then turned their head towards you, their claws outstretched. Samagundi, what would you like to do? I'd like to request for some assistance from the Zenta. Okay. Oh, Zenta, my dear. <laughs> uh, so you're kind of uh, getting Zenta's help with uh, facing off against it? Yes. 
Okay. With with that, I would say that you would be able to uh, give uh, help to Zenta in fighting it. So Zenta, whenever it is your turn, uh, you will actually get to attack at advantage against it. Um, as Samagundi is kind of like moving into position and harrying it and trying to give you a better shot at it. Uh, that is going to bring us then to Lucius. Me? Yes, sir. Just me? Okay. So, what I will do is... This crazy, chained, ghostly, ghastly figure is looking at us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I will... And what does Ace look like? Still... Ace is, is out of it. You watched as this ghastly figure pulled the spirit from Ace and then dissipated it with a, a nearly a touch. So as this thing kind of crawled up towards Ace, um, as you guys heard the chattering and clanging of chains, you would have noticed not only the hair on Lucius's arms kind of stand up a little bit, but something akin to a snarl show up on his face. Um, not It was before he even looked at it, just hearing the sound. Um, and he turned to it, and how far away from uh, him is it? You're probably about 10 or 15 feet away from it at this point. Um, you would have seen him, uh, kind of whoever he's next to, he would have moved to the side of it, seen what it is, and literally started running towards it, jump into the air, and let me roll something. Uh, you, <laughs> you will see him jump into the air, and his body starts to kind of move in a very strange pace our way. So his last stride, you kind of see, like, it seems like his jump was a little bit lower to the ground. And he kind of lifts up into the air, and his arms get a little bit bigger, and his neck gets a little bit longer. Um, as you see what looks like a tail start to form off the back of him, and he gets bigger and bigger, just in a matter of seconds. Um, as you see what looks like silver and white and some flecks of gold fur kind of like start pouring out of like certain parts of them. Um, almost down like a like a gold mohawk coming down the back of them. Bright uh, golden eyes coming out the front as he turns into a dire wolf and pounces on this thing. <laughs> um, yep. So you're using wild shape. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, given your uh, druidic nature, you may actually use that as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. uh, and so then with your attack, you may make an attack according to that of a dire wolf. Yes, and it's uh, Aesk is right next to him, correct? Right next to this thing? Correct. So I get advantage on it. Beautiful. Uh, because pack tactics. You are there, we'll fit up pack tactics. We love it. Um, and that is going to be a plus five, 19 to hit. Um, Absolutely will hit. For... And this is a bite or a rake with your claws. This is, he actually, Dire Wolf only has bite. Oh, they only have bite. Because yeah. they're big as hell, get it. Mm -hmm. uh, that is going to be uh, eight damage. And I'm going to need him to make a strength saving throw for me. Perfect. Um, that is a 
dirty one. <laughs> you're a dirty one. Wow. Um, you're going to see um, this huge dire wolf kind of jump up, grab this thing in its mouth, and instantly slam it right to the floor and pin it to the ground. He's not prone. You don't feel as much like impact and pressure as you expect from the bite. However, the pressure from your claws actually kind of tag like tags into the hood that surrounds this creature and latches into the chains and uses that momentum to rip it to the ground. Um, and you are kind of like standing on either side of it with your claws just growling into its face. Uh, as you get real in close into it, you can see there is nothing but shadow underneath the hood. That was my turn. That's then gonna bring us to those that rolled 20. So that's gonna be uh, Clark and Zenta. You may decide who goes first. Uh, you're muted. Sorry, you're muted. Yes, but I'm After sure you, you Zeta! <laughs> <laughs> I say, if it's a question of who's going first, like, Zinta's already moving in. Let's go. <laughs> Alright, so Zinta's gonna go ahead and just rage and hulk the F out. Love she's it. Gonna, she's gonna pull out her battle axe two-handed. Okay. Um... So she's going to go ahead and approach and just go for a pretty meaty swing at this point. So I'm going to roll to see if that's going to hit. Yes, and you, do, you do already have advantage both from Samagundi's help and from uh, from uh, it being prone on the ground from uh, Fint, uh, Lucius. And if I'm wrong, uh, Battleaxe two-handed is a D10. D10. I believe Wait, uh, a, a normal Battleaxe is a D10. You're right. What was that? Sorry, Kill started to say something. Ten. It, it is the D10. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, like three people talked at once. I was like, that's a lot of answering. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. But... <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna roll the D20 twice, and you're gonna take the higher result. Yep. Working on it. Okay. Blessed up. Uh, fourteen. 14 uh, is going to hit. Let's go ahead and roll for some damage, and don't forget when you're raging, you get some extra damage on top of that. So uh, normally you roll a d10 and you get to add three to it, but because you are raging and you're using a melee strike, you're going to get to roll a d10 and add five instead. At nine, sorry. Whew, nah. Nine points of damage. Mm -hmm. um, as your axe slices into it, it cuts heavily away at the chains and the robes surrounding it. It doesn't carry as much purchase through its body as you expect it to, um, but it does appear to um, kind of like cut away a, a fair bit of it, and you actually see some of the shadow start to dissipate away from the creature. And that's it? Yep, I'm gonna stay in place. Perfect, that's gonna bring us to Clarky Clark. <sighs> okay, so seeing what's happening um i i noticed that uh, uh, ace is standing really close to it so i'm gonna get closer to the creature so that i can kind of help ace in case he needs it and as i do so i'm going to cast ray of frost at it perfect 
Um, normally, you would be uh, rolling at uh, disadvantage because it is prone. However, as you go to uh, cast your ray at it, you actually watch as a hand comes up along the back of yours and adjusts your aim a little bit. And you look over and you see the ghostly figure of Crisea once more. Oh. So rather than rolling at disadvantage, you may roll normally. This bush girl. <laughs> I got a 16. Okay, well, you're gonna call her bush girl. I'm gonna take that away for a second. <laughs> Sir. Christian, she's she right here. You said Bush Girl, she said. Bush <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Um, I rolled a 16. Just like that, thank 16 you. That is going to hit. Okay. Go and then. For some damage. I forgot what. Uh, hold on. We just clicked the Ray of Frost button. <laughs> a six. Uh, six damage? Mm hmm. Um, so as you as you loose your bolt, um, it doesn't look like the the cold uh, connects and um, grabs onto it at all. Uh, you actually see it kind of like almost completely pass through the the creature, um, as if it had no effect on it. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and as it does, you uh, see Chrisaya kind of like lock eyes with you and have this like wide look of terror, like she doesn't know what to do next. Thank you for your help. Um, and I am my turn. That's gonna bring us to uh, kill cannon. I. I'm watching all of this go down, and I'm still very, I'm still feeling very hurt, very thrown off by just how how these ghosts could possibly think of my my beautiful song is anything less than stellar. Trying to cancel me? No, no. So I pull out my lutes and I strum a couple of notes. And I just start whispering something that's meant to go specifically and directly right at the spirit. Um, and it's so inaudible that no, almost no one else except for the spirit can hear it, where I say, you have no place here. You are not welcome. I am amazing and you can just disappear. I cast dissonance, dissonant whispers <laughs> on... <laughs> I love it. Uh, what type of saving throw does it have to make? Um, it would be a uh, a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom. I love how poetic. Uh, that's going to be. It was almost so good. I'm so angry. It was literally this close to a natural twenty, and then it flipped to an eight. So that's a Ooh. nine. So it only rolled a nine on its saving throw. So you're going to get to deal full damage with Dissonant Whispers. So that's 3d6. It's a four. Four. And a two. So that is 10 points 
of Dissonant Whisper's damage. Uh, what what type of damage is Dissonant Whisper's? I believe that's um, psychic. Uh, it does. Oh, it doesn't say what type of damage it is. From at least we're linking on D and D Beyond for the name for the type of spell that it is. Give me two seconds. I'll double check just in case. The psychic damage, yes. Okay, I, I thought that was the case, but I just want to double check and make okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. As yeah. Um, as the as the the tune carries over, those of you around Kilcannon watch as uh, he strums his lute, and you hear the introductory note, but none of the other music carries over, and you watch as he continues to strum and play chord after chord, but nothing rings out, and you watch as his mouth like inaudibly continues to whisper these words. And you want uh, Fainris, uh, Zenta, and Sal, as those of you are right around uh, the creature, watch as uh, the, the figure almost like writhes and contorts and moves until the chains uh, just like clatter to the ground and the entire hooded and shadowed form completely dissipates, leaving only the chains behind. Give it a few good shakes. You grab onto the chains and just uh, kind of throw them to the side. Um, Wait, did we kill it? <laughs> Chrisaya uh, holds up your hand and actually takes her other hand and grabs onto you um, and uh, looks at you, Clark, and just says, Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, wow. Kill. You did a thing. <laughs> Don't insult my performances ever. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see Lucius kind of like after he finishes tossing his side, he'll kind of like you see like his fur kind of like settle down, and he'll like kind of like pat around and look you guys and sit down. He looks like super menacing. He's a large creature, so he's huge, like bigger than a horse. Um, and he'll kind of like sit down and just kind of. <laughs> like, <laughs> hell wagging. Can Zinta give him a, a, a good pat on the head? So pet this good boy. <laughs> She's a good boy. Okay? Boy, a good boy. And I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I still just like on the floor. I was like, yeah, can I help Ace <laughs> you, you, uh, you are easily able to start writing yourself. Um, and actually, like, as you as you stand and kind of like gather yourself after it, you actually watch as uh, Chrisea um, turns to you, Ace, and says, I'm, I'm very sorry. It's one of the only ways that we can get those to understand. I understand, it's okay. And then can I, can I like kneel on the ground where the monster we just fought was? Because from like my perspective, essentially this like good spirit trying to help us has been like torn from my body and destroyed. So I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like kneel down and start like, like grab my gem and like pray for a little bit. Um, as you, as you do and you begin to whisper a few words, 
Um, you actually feel Crisea's hand under your chin. Um, and it actually like makes full physical contact. It kind of like, just like pulls your, your chin up to look at her. She goes, I, I thank you, but in its sanctum, I fear those words aren't heard. She kind of, she kind of like helps you to your feet. Almost let, let go of the gem and just stand up then and like nod. Um, she kind of like stands you up and is like surrounded on, on all sides by you all. And she kind of like just turns and looks down the stairwell. She says, I don't know how many more of its servants are there. Uh, I'm going to try to... Can... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to ask Chris, uh, Chrisea, um how further down do we should we go? There's a few flights of stairs. It continues to lead deeper in. I don't know how many more of my brothers and sisters have been able to fight back, but our town is under its sway. Okay. Shall we continue on? I guess so. She, she looks at you all, she says, please, understand that we weren't prepared. Likely neither are you. Do you guys, do you know anything about these creatures and like what they want? Like, we y'all died, but why? <laughs> we found something. We weren't meant to. But as soon as we opened this chamber, we heard the song and we couldn't stop and there are those of us that continue to fight against it and continue to try to help but there are those that are still captured by its song oh, what kind of song like a bardic song I can you hum the tune for us I dare not it's that song that keeps my brothers and sisters and my family and all of us here in this town captured. I dare not say it again. What did we actually kill then? Uh, One of its servants. Uh, oh, my. Well, um... We're not prepared. What do you think we should do to be prepared? Steal your mind. Earplugs? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like> hell. <laughs> I, I, fear, <laughs> I fear it is not that simple. It pierces your mind speaks to your inner thoughts and your fears and your resentments the darkest parts of what make you who you are it sings to 
and it latches onto and it leeches. I mean, I'm hearing words and that's cool and all, but like, like still, I'm not understanding like what they really wanted though. Like, do they want like, did they like say to you like specifically like, we want your brains. I don't, I don't know. I mean, just I'm just throwing things out there. I'm throwing words. Out. As you all, uh, as as you ask this of her, you begin to hear the sound of mining die away, and echoing from the stairs below, you hear this overwhelming sound of haunting whispers. Those of you as players, you can play those haunting whispers from our group chat. Already grossing me out. <laughs> I like that. As they continue to echo from the stairs deep below, continuing to grow louder and louder. And as they do, you watch the figure of Crisea double over in pain and anguish. Her hands clash to either side of her head as these whispers grow louder and louder and continue to echo further and further before everything cuts and stops. I uh, I just want to let you know in case it's important, I have heightened hearing, so I have advantage on all hearing things. Uh, thank you for letting me know that. And also, can you give me a wisdom saving throw as a result of that? Yes. <laughs> I think there's a penalty here. Well, guys, um, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Good job. Um, as um, as it begins to um, worm its way inside. Uh, you all watch as the uh, lupine form of uh, Lucius begins to writhe and turn his head and shake it left and right, um, trying to drive the voice out. But as it continues to burrow its way deeper and deeper into your head, uh, you are now frightened. And in a state of fear, you begin to immediately turn back towards the way that you came and begin trying to like force yourself through the exit. At this point, you are far too large of a creature. I need you to go ahead and give me another wisdom saving throw, please. Uh, Kill cannon, strum that instrument a little bit harder. Um, 21. 21. You force your lupine body about halfway through the small opening before you come to your senses. You do take You do take three points of bludgeoning damage as uh, the walls themselves have like crushed in on your form before you were able to kind of like extricate yourself and calm down. And you all watch the large woven form of uh, Lucius kind of like whimpering and kind of like cowering away at the the opening there, slowly coming to as his breathing is normalizing. Tail, tail Can I pull out like, my... 
can I pull out my lute and just like start strumming like, a pleasant tune to try to like you know, again not knowing that it doesn't at all like negate really all the awfulness that's going on but like it helped fill our eardrums with something that has a bit more like positivity and and sort of inspirational courage kind of a moment of course you can go ahead and give me a perception uh, a performance check please uh a 13. 13 okay perfect um as uh as uh you look on as uh lucius is kind of slowly calming himself down uh, you all hear um, echoing louder over the whispers until they have completely drowned them out and the whispers are no more. You hear the plucking of the lyre from Kilcannon. You begin hearing his voice continue to echo through the chamber and slowly down the stairwell, um, almost as if it is holding back the sound of the whispers as much as it can. Until, Lucius, you are able to steady your breath and remain calm and regain your total senses. I'll kind of pad over and just stand very close to Kilcannon. This uh, incredibly tall woven form, uh, almost like shoulder height at your head, Kilcannon, um, hulking over you, just kind of like lightly whimpering and nudging at you a little bit. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Great to see you again. <laughs> and they kind of looked at everyone else, just like... And kind of stare at, uh, stare at the way down. Uh, are you going to stay like that? So would it be better way. for you to switch back? Yeah. He's <laughs> just shaking his head. All right. That was a pretty small opening back there. What I don't know if we're gonna encounter anymore. Like, well, we're not going back. Bigger than a horse. As I look up. <laughs> we're not going back. We're going forward. So. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm aware. But like, what I mean, are we want a, a short rest to sort of accumulate ourselves and kind of give ourselves a little bit of time to strategize, or are we just going headlong in? <laughs> Uh, a short rest would be um, approximately an hour. My rock. Um, I will let you know um, if you do take a short rest, uh, those of you who are not exhausted at this point in time will be allowed to make the constitution saving throw to resist exhaustion at advantage. Do that. But it does take an hour of your time. But it's only for we're, if we're not exhausted, right? Correct. Well, so, so the five of so would not be able to get out of exhaustion. <laughs> Correct. He must take a long rest to recover his level of exhaustion. I mean, that doesn't really change anything besides giving us potentially the chance to. Well, it gives you advantage. If you do not take that advantage, it's then you'll be rolling normally. Yeah. I also I can like ca- I can also use my song of rest, which allows me to give us some HP back for some of us that did take some damage psychically or otherwise over the course of the past little time. So again, I'm just putting that out there as like a, something to consider. Not that I'm saying that we need to do it, but just again, you know, as a bard, 
if we take a short rest of an hour, um, I can give us back some HP for anyone that's taken damage. I don't know how much of a time limit we're on since these people have been like this for five months. I feel like they can like for like an hour's probably okay. Uh I mean what's the likelihood that we would I don't know, be safe to actually rest here? Probably unlikely, like we're in the the den of the beast, so to say. Um like I guess like the music the music is pushing back whatever was like getting into our brains or whatever, right? Okay. Uh it's up to you guys if yes. Let's just kinda of pad over to the um now just like crumpled up robes and chains and kinda of like nudge it and like lift it up with his mouth and then just kinda of like drop it on the ground. <laughs> like I mean we can take a vote. I mean, and like tying vote goes on like a Plain flip. twenty roll, like ten or lower. It's or one through nine. It's you know, or no, or, one through ten. It's well, you know, one thing. Or we flip a coin. Right. I was gonna say, let's just go in and check who all would like to go ahead and take a rest and have a easier chance of uh, staving off exhaustion. Or who would like to push forward? <laughs> hands up if you're okay. going, if you want to stay in rest, or hands down if you want to. Yeah. Okay. I feel like okay. Vincent's a little worried about everything that just happened with like. Lucia. I feel like I feel like an advantage throw for all of you to be able to resist. Perfect. It's just really useful. So. Okay. So first, we're going to start it off with that. So if I can get Clark, Lucius, Kilcannon, Zenta, and Salmagundi to give me a constitution saving throw at advantage, so you may roll twice and take the higher. Uh, Sal, you may offer guidance to anybody, including yourself, if you wish. 18. Clark, you were fine. 17. Lucius, you were fine. The higher of my two rolls was 15. Kill Cannon, you are fine. Um, so it's it's the roll plus whatever modifier. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nineteen. You are fine, and Samagundi. The higher of my two, a nat twenty-two. Ooh, come on now. Oh, it's 20 plus 2. We love it. So uh, you all have successfully staved off exhaustion once more. Um, your bodies are continuing to undergo like large amounts of strenuous stress. However, uh, the coursing adrenaline through your body uh, from the fear that you have endured um, continues to kind of like help keep things uh, at bay. Now, those of you that have taken damage, um, you may choose to roll your hit dice. What that would be is um, Clark has a d6, everybody else has a d8, except for Zenta, who has a d12. Uh, you may choose to roll one or more of those up to your level. And then, uh, because Kill Cannon has the Song of Rest, he will allow you to heal, I think it's an additional d6? I might be wrong? It's one d6 of of hit points that you Perfect. can regain with Song of Rest, yeah. Perfect. So um, regardless of if you spend your hit point or your hit dice, you will get to roll a d6. So if you have taken more damage than a d6, you probably want to roll both, or you can just chance it with just the d6. I'm gonna do just the d6. 
Perfect. Clark? I'm, I didn't take any damage. Ace, I don't believe it's taken any damage. Just I'm just gonna, you're gonna see me kind of like find an area a little bit as far away from the stairs as I can and kind of like do one of those like little circles and kind of like curl up, tail over my face. And then maybe like, I'm not gonna roll anything, but maybe like 56 minutes into our short rest there, you'll kind of see me like come back into like human form with like my leg in a weird like okay. angle. How, however, I do believe you also get back your wild shape on a, a short yeah. rest, right? Yeah. yeah. So you will be able to use it again if you need to. Uh, Kill Cannon, how many hit points did you recover? I, I get back five, so I'm, I'm back up to 19, which is what gorgeous, I was at normally. Gorgeous. Venta, I don't believe you've taken any damage. No. Um, but I be- I don't remember if you get rage back on a long, re- a short or long rest or not. I think long. it's just long. Let me look. Um, if your rage ends early for not unconscious. So how many how many times do you get to rage a day? I am not sure based on what I'm seeing. That's okay. I'll double check for you in just a moment. Uh, Samagundi, uh, you get to uh, heal a d6, and then you can roll additional if you need it. Um, but you do at least get a d6 back from uh, uh, Kill Cannon's uh, Song of Rest. So I'm rolling. You're gonna roll the the six-sided die, yes. A one. <laughs> so you heal, you heal at least one hit point. If you feel you need to heal more, you can spend a D8 and roll that, but you only have two until you take a long rest. So I will leave that up to you. Uh, I'll roll a D8. Go for it then. And what did you get? I got a six. Okay, perfect. Then at that point, I believe you should be back up to full health. Yeah, I think because he and I both only took three points of, of psychic, psychic damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Then uh, then you are also fully recovered uh, after that short rest there. Them cockroaches um, will never touch me ever again. Ever. Don't tempt me. <laughs> it's not a challenge. <laughs> At uh, the end of you all taking that short rest, uh, as you continue to move forward, you can hear um, that sound of rattling chains and those haunting whispers continue to build up from the stairwell. But uh, it seems like Kill Cannon's song is at least doing its part and keeping it from going. Um, and you all are able to regather yourselves um, at the uh, stairwell there. You all have watched as Crisea has yet to move from her spot. Oh! Um, she's been, uh, she, uh, upon hearing the the, dub- the whispers, she had doubled over in pain, but um, as Kilken and Song continued on, she eventually was able to like fully right herself and kind of like maintain her composure. And 
Um, as you all regather yourselves at the uh, top of the stairwell, um, she does look at you, Kilkan, and she goes, thank you. Um, it has been far too long since I've heard something other than those whispers, and what you have given has helped immensely. Well, let me just say, if you ever exist outside of this hellhole, you can come to my next performance free. I'll even give you the VIP treatment backstage, full access. You can even talk to me afterwards. You'll thank me later, I know. But seriously, you're welcome. She, she um, she kind of stops and cracks a, a bit of a half smile and looks up at you and says, if I ever escape from this hellhole, as you put it, so rightfully so, I truly hope I can properly enjoy this. <laughs> she, um, you, you watch as she turns and she kind of like grabs onto the sledgehammer that's at the side of the tunnel and she pulls it up into her hands and she kind of like slams it down into one hand and she kind of turns back to the rest of you. She goes, to free my family. She kind of turns back and starts walking down the stairs. What is the order in which you all wish to proceed down the stairwell? Just really quickly, Wes, I don't know if you looked this up while I was trying to figure this out, but I, I officially get two uses of rage before I have to do a long rest. Perfect. Okay, cool. So you do still have one rage available to you. Um, and rage lasts for... Um, you can double check in there, but I believe it lasts for a full minute. I might be wrong. Yes. It lasts for a full minute unless you spend an entire round in which you neither attack anybody or or not attack yourself. Right. So um, if ever a round goes by that you are not attacked or you don't attack, then your rage will drop. Okay. Um, however, you do still get your rage for an entire minute as long as one of those two conditions is met. Um, obviously, at this point, a minute had passed since you had last raged but you will still have one use of your rage uh, until you actually go to sleep for the night. Um, what is the marching order for everybody? I'll, I'll be I'll behind the Zenta. Uh, the stairwell is probably only big enough for like one, like single file down the line. Okay, I'll go behind Clark then. So what was that, Zenta Clark Ace? did I mm -hmm. hear? Yeah. I'll be behind Ace. Large. Uh, oh, no, never mind. You're no longer large wolf form. You're just normal Lucius form. Yep, yep. Lucius. Uh, say again? I'll go next. Kokanen and Samagundi bringing up the rear. Beautiful. As you all continue to make your way down the steps, um, Kilcannon, if I can get two more performance checks from you, please. Oi, McGoy. Uh, the first one is a 23. The second one is a 10. 23? Performance check? Yeah, you rolled a 19 plus, Girl. or 18 plus uh, 5, so. Girl, or, Girl, calm the fuck down. Jesus. 
This is not. He's like, this is not like. This is not the AMA awards. This is. You need to calm it down. Excuse me. Walking down a creepy stairwell. All of this is on all of the time. So you just need to check yourself and realize this is just fabulousness, twenty four seven. Y'all are lucky. I know. As you all continue to make your way. You. I cannot even. As you all continue to make your way down the stairs, um, the uh, Zinta, as you are leading the way right behind Crisea, the sound of rattling chains and of that demonic haunting whispering continues to echo forth. However, it's caught. You constantly feel the music played from Kill Cannon surrounding you and almost holding it at bay, just almost right in front of you. As you reach the very base of the stairwell and it opens up into this largely excavated chamber and you can look on as you see scores and scores of these spiritual ghostly miners continuing to clear away at sections of this room that have been claimed by the earth. And you watch as there is sarcophagus after sarcophagus after sarcophagus lining the outer uh, edges of this room. And you see three more of these ghostly chain clad specters kind of like looking on and far at the front of the room, you see, uh, and this will be number three, you see a figure in dripping gray and black uh, ribbons of cloth, shadow completely immersed around them as they continue to whisper and <laughs> sing. <laughs> And continue, to, <laughs> and continue to uh, spread their influence around as it continues to echo amongst this chamber over and over again. And as it does, you hear that sound begin to push back against Kill Cannon's song, and you watch as Crisea holds her hands over her ears and doubles over in pain as every single one of the spectral miners along the side of the room all turn to you all, brandishing either pickaxes or sledgehammers. At that point, we are gonna go ahead and take a quick break and then we will come back and we will roll initiative as the group has found that which is controlling this mining community. Thank you all so much for sticking with us in this fabulous fifth episode of Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Gay Twitch. Uh, we will be right back with more spoopy, spoopy fun uh, right after this quick break.
Welcome back, everybody. Last we left off, uh, our dear uh, our dear hero Ace was possessed by a ghostly miner before a uh, hooded Dementor-like figure clad in heavy, heavy chains uh, emerged from a stairwell, reached inside Ace, pulled the spirit out, and completely uh, disapparated it with one grasp. Um, we watched as uh, Lucius transformed into the hulking monstrous form of a dire wolf, ripped it to the ground, and then with everybody's help, including Crisea, the spirit miner who had been guiding Clark and the others, uh, everybody was able to fell the creature with a very deftly um, and very quiet performance from Kill Cannon, um, who played a very special tune just for the creature itself. Um, before it completely dis disappeared. Um, as the horrifying demonic sound of haunting whispers continued to emerge from uh, the stairwell, um, uh, as Lucius ran off in fear, eventually Kilcannon was able to start up a song and was able to fight back against the ghostly song that was emerging from the stairwell below. And after taking a short rest, the group eventually made their way down the stairwell where they found a chamber lined with sarcophagi along the sides of the room uh, that was being excavated by the ghostly miners and uh, being led by more of these shackled and chained spiritual figures, where at the very front of the room, the group saw in tattered ribbons of uh, fabric and garment, a uh, shadowy ghostly figure that was continuing to emit this song standing high above almost what looked like a shrine standing over a sarcophagus. Um, at this point, I need everybody to go ahead and roll me initiative. Uh, Clark, what did you receive? 18. Perfect. Ace. 22. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I rolled a 20 and then I rolled a 19. 20. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Kill Cannon? I rolled a 15. Zenta. I rolled an 18. Okay, still up there. Samagundi. 14. Perfect. All right. I think... uh, that is going. All right, I was going to say, I think Sal's muted. Oh, it was 14, correct, Sal? Yes. Okay, perfect. You that should have just like kept miming. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Bogan Bogue the house down. Come on. Uh, that is going to that is going to lead us off with Ace. Um, despite being incredibly, incredibly tired, your adrenaline kicks in at the sight of all of these ghostly <laughs> figures turning their eyes to you. You see a number of uh, a number of ghostly miners lining each wall, probably about four on each wall with uh, one of those ghostly figures uh, with chains wrapped around them, kind of uh, issuing uh, mental orders to each group. And far at the front of the room uh, is the uh, uh, almost like ribbon-like figure uh, that seems to be continuing to sing. Okay, so there's four miners on each side. How many, how many like Dementor chain things? One of the Dementor chain individuals on each side. Uh, so like issuing... each are commanding four, basically. Correct. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna 
How far away am I from the left side chain dementor? Um, you would be about 30 feet from each of the dementors. Mm -hmm. uh, the figure at the front of the room is about hmm. 40 feet directly in front of you. Okay. Uh, I am going to... So are there chains attached to each of the mines? There are not. There are just chains wrapped around their throats and dragging behind them. Okay, they're not connected to anything. No. Okay, I am going to... Um, I'm just going to go up to the left chain Dementor and I'm going to hit it two-handed with my quarter staff and then I'm going to use um, one key point to do two unarmed strikes, which I miss, which I think can be turned into talon strikes, right? So yeah. Do, like, so first, go ahead and do your go ahead and do your two-handed quarter staff strike. Um, so you're going to roll a d20 and add whatever you get there. And even though you're exhausted, this doesn't apply to attack rolls. Okay. Uh, Seventeen. That is definitely going to hit it. Go ahead and roll for okay. damage. Yes, let me do. A D. Do I do a D? I do a D eight, runner, because it's too. Yeah, D eight with your quarter staff. Okay. Uh, Eleven damage. Perfect. So as it hits, it does connect with the robes, and it carries through it a little bit. It, it doesn't seem to like find the full purchase of it, but you do feel a good bit of resistance um, as you strike into its uh, where its abdomen would be. Okay. And then I'm doing my two unarmed strikes. Do I need to do like, do I need to do a d20 for both of them, basically? Correct. Okay, yeah, so you I do, do like a d20, then the damage, a d20, then the damage. You can just roll both d20s uh, and let me know what each would get. All right. Uh, okay, so <laughs> 21 and nine. Okay, so the, the first one is gonna hit, but the second one is not. So go ahead and roll damage for one of those strikes. Okay. Uh, four damage. Four damage total. So you slash across it and you feel a bit of connection. You're able to kind of like almost tear and break away at some of the chains that are wrapped around its neck, but it is still largely uh, in control. Okay. I guess that's, that's my... Am I allowed to like... So it was, it was 30 feet away, right? Yeah, so you used your movement, your attack, and your key point used your bonus action to do two unarmed strikes. So I can't move anymore, even though like I would have, like, how, how quickly can I move? I can you move could, like... however, it would be allowed an attack of opportunity if you attempted to move away. Okay, I'll, I'll stay where I am then. Okay. So you kind of, like, hold your ground against it there. That's going to bring us then to Lucius. Um, so I know you just explained it. Can you paint me another picture? And I, th I think this is how I understand it. We're in a longer-esque room, right? Mm -hmm. You're in a room girl. that's about, uh, about 20 or 30 feet wide. It's about 40 feet long. And there are sarcophagi lining each of the walls that are actively being uncovered and excavated away. At the very front of this chamber, uh, you see the, uh, the, the figure that is emitting this like ghastly singing um stand, like hovering over above a shrine that largely encompasses another incredibly large sarcophagus this spirit is it high off the ground would you say is it's it... about 
ten, uh, five or ten feet up. It's hovering above the sarcophagus. So it's not something that we would be able to reach necessarily. You spirit. would be able to, like, if you're on the ground, you can easily swipe it. It's, okay, like, okay. this is not a high ceiling room. Gotcha, gotcha. I, uh, Lucius is going to see these things on the side, kind of look at and just see this big creature in front of him, and kind of just, like, narrow his eyes, and kind of in similar fashion, you'll see him kind of, like, snarl a little bit, and his muscles will kind of tense up, and he will crouch down to the ground really quick. Um, instead of this time running first, he will crouch down. And hold on, let me pull it up. Uh, he is going to run straight forward. This is not <laughs> this is not the best form, but um, he is going to run straight forward. Um, or from the crouch position, kind of like get low to the ground. And he'll do like almost like a butt wiggle kind of thing, like you see like a cat do. Um, and then instantly like. From, uh, from a sitting crouch, he's gonna like spring up and you'll see his skin do in similar fashion as his clothes, his green robes will kind of like stick to his body and kind of like meld into his flesh. His hair, his hair will kind of pull back as his face elongates uh, and you'll see his hair come back and as it like slicks back, it frills out the sides. As you see a huge tuft come out the sides as he comes down as uh, a more feline form with a long tail. Um, instead of the original white and silver and gold type uh, wolf that you had saw earlier, you see a more blonde and red and orange, uh, bright orange uh, maned lion spring forward as he lands on uh, all four paws and just sprints forward uh, with 50 feet of movement. And uh, with a running leap of 25 feet, uh, pounces on this thing. Yeah. Great! <laughs> roll an attack roll! Okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. So it's gonna be a claw attack, okay? Okay. Um, but let's see here. Okay, um, that is going to be a 17 to hit. That's absolutely going to hit. Go ahead and roll for some damage for me real quick. Okay, um, that is going to be... Nice! Um, that's going to be 11 points of piercing da- oh, I'm sorry, slashing damage. Okay. Um, and I needed to make a DC 13 strength saving throw. You and all these animals that just let you, like, It's a thing. It rolled a zero. Oh no! <laughs> it Is rolled it? a zero. Oh, oh my god! So I hit it with because my claw. modifier. Reduced uh, it below one. It oh rolled my a zero. god! Oh my god! So I hit it, and it is going to be not prone. Um, I'm gonna basically just slam it into the ground with my paws as I run through the air, flying leap, just tear it down. Cut. Wig. Get it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not upset. It's fine. 
Uh, those of you watch as uh, the figure of Lucius uh, crouches down low and begins sprinting, taking more and more of this uh, lion form as he continues charging forward, leaps into the air, wraps its claws around it, and slams it into the ground. Um, it is going to have to make a... It does. As it slams down into the ground, you actually uh, hear the song falter for a split second and uh those of you at the front of the room uh lucius you do not see this you are preoccupied with mauling the living bejesus out of this thing Um, however those of you at the front of the room you all watch as the uh the miners around you and the spirits that have the chains around their necks that are dragging behind it slightly falter for a second before the song continues once more and they all resume their look at all of you. Um, as I finish my turn, I'm going to do that. And it was, you said 40 feet until the end of the hallway? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, kind of snarl its face and push back <laughs> uh, and try and back paddle uh, 10 feet. So it should have disadvantage because I think it's prone. Um, If it attacks me. Yes, so it will have disadvantage on its attack roll against you. We have to take the lower of that. Oh, I'm going to Um, does a 15 hit your armor class of the yeah. lion? Oh, okay, yeah. so this, this is going to be towards the lion. Yes. Um, not towards your help. Yes. Um, but you are going to take different health. <laughs> Girl, you don't even know. <laughs> um, as you go to rush back, it grabs onto your mane and you feel this surge of energy through you and you take 21 points of psychic damage. Jesus! <laughs> Is your lion form still up? Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. That's wow. nuts. And I back up to crying. <laughs> you, all, you all hear after that, after that happens, you watch as the lion form of uh, Lucius begins backing up and all of a sudden you hear like this whimpering sound um, and it echoes through the chamber louder than you anticipate as Lucius backs up a little bit there. Uh, that is going to go ahead and then bring us to both Zinta and Clark. Clark, you healed my baby. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. <clears throat> I'm not healing him. Because <laughs> that's I mean, too close. Um, but what I will do is I'll cast Toll the Dead at the creature he attacked. Okay, perfect. Uh, what does it have to make? Sir? Uh... How do I hold on? Wisdom. A wisdom, yeah. Wisdom but, save. Uh, it failed that saving throw. Go ahead and roll for damage. Oh, so I had to do a d8. If it's told the dead, it's a d12. Oh, because he took damage already. Uh, I'm just gonna click the button. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eight. Eight? Mm -hmm. uh, you all watch as this uh, sound of a dolorous ringing bell just echoes through the chamber, um, centering down and in on uh, the creature lying prone atop the, uh, the sarcophagus. Um, and as it does, its head completely contorts and turns to Clark. And you see it have no effect on the ringing of the bell as it slowly tries to start writing itself. Necrotic. Don't tell me. Um. Okay. Uh. Can I? S yeah. Okay. In my turn. Okay. That's gonna bring us to Zenta. Uh, before uh, Zenta does anything, may I uh, cast a spell of divine on her? Um, you can on your turn. On my um, turn? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, since, since you are uh, you are at initiative count 14, um, since you did not do so before combat started, you'll have to wait until your turn hits. Um, but you are about two people away. So, Zenta, it will bring us to you. Okay. So, <clears throat> in addition to Mr. Big Bad in the room. How many of these like uh, more Dementor style baddies are we up against? There are two of uh, the indentured spirits uh, with uh, chains wrapped around their neck and dragging behind them. There are four of these spectral miners on either side of the room, so there are eight total. Mm. And I, I attacked the one on the left, right? Yes, and you, uh, and, and, uh, Ace flew after the one on the left. I'm gonna go for the one on the right. Okay, you're gonna go after the, the Dementor on the right? Yes. Perfect. I am not going to rage yet. Wonderful, okay. But I am going to use my battle axe, two-handed. Okay. And am I close enough to go ahead and attack? Uh, yes, you. Uh, it is the the uh, the indentured spirits are thirty feet away. The main uh, spirit that uh, Lucius went after is forty feet away. So you're easily able to close the distance between you and the indentured spirit on the right. Okay. So go ahead and make an attack roll against it. Okay, that is an eighteen. That is absolutely going to hit. Go ahead and roll for some damage. Total or adding no, wait, wait, wait. Ten. 10 total? Ten. Okay, perfect. As uh, as you slice into it with your battle axe, similar to having experienced before, it kind of cuts through some of the fabric and some of the chains, but it doesn't find full purchase through its shadowy body. So did that do damage? Uh, it did. Yeah, that's all you get. <laughs> Did. Maybe not all of the damage that you anticipated it to do, but it did do damage. Fine, Wes. Fine. Fine. Um, do you, do you have an, you gonna stay where you're at? I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Okay, perfect. That's gonna then bring us to Kill Cannon. 
So there is oh, one of the Parker no, human, I apologize. Yeah, I'm right. Sorry. Go ahead, Cody. There's one of the indentured that have not been sillied at all yet, yes? At, at this point, both of the indentured have. Uh, the one okay. on the left uh, has taken a number of hits from Ace. The one on the right, uh, Zenta just charged after. And then, and then um, Lucius's character has attacked the main one, yeah? Correct. Wait. Um, question. Um, I'm going to cause a bit of chaos. Uh-oh. And... And so, in my mind, what I would like to do is a double spell moment oh. where I cast both Disguise Self and Minor Illusion, where <clears throat> I'm trying to draw their attention. I, I want to cause... Uh, what... Uh... What type of actions do each of those take? If one of them is a bonus action, you can you can do both in a turn of combat. One would be um, a bonus action, yes. Minor illusion would be the bonus action. It, it does it take a bonus action to cast it? Um, let's see here. Where would I find that to be? I think it's an action. Um, let me look. Um, so under spells. Um, it's going to be under the time, so it'll say 1A if it's an action, or it'll say 1BA if it's a bonus action. Okay, 1BA. Okay, so they're all 1A then, so I can't do both. Okay. Um, if, if, if one of them were a bonus action, then you would be able to cast a bonus action spell and one of your cantrips in the same turn, but if they are both one action, then you can only do one of them in one turn. Okay. Hmm... You know, I'm still going to go for the disguise self, though. Um, today I can, I think I can pull this off because I've had enough time now looking at these like randos that like are clearly, um, you know, of interest to the folks that are these indentured servants who are they're eating them. I don't know what they're. I feel like there's just like something interesting about them. They're like, you must stay here. So I actually cast disguise self on me, and in the form of looking like exactly one of the people that, or like one of these like ghosts that are like in the room that like are being controlled by them. And I start wailing like, I'm free, I'm free, I'm out of here, bye bitches. And I try to actually like leave the room and with as much commotion as possible so that if there's nothing else uh, that I try to emote that from the look of me, I would look like one of them, and I'm clearly trying to make an, uh, a point of looking like I'm getting out of here as quickly as humanly possible. Okay. So you, you make yourself look like one of the miners? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Do you do you go to leave the room? Oh, yeah. No, I look like... And I'm making a big old fuss in the entire way. Perfect. Roll me a deception check, please. Okay. Fate. In. Fate is, fate is... <laughs> nice, I get a 19. Total? Yeah, 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 because it was a... Deception <laughs> for me is a plus 5, and so I rolled a 14. Okay, perfect. I'll keep that in mind. A okay. still cannon starts to exit the room. 
that's gonna bring us to uh, Sal. You are up. Me? Yes. So you watch as uh, everybody sort of thinking, and then you you watch as Kill Cannon turns himself into the form of one of these ghostly uh, deceased miners and begins to uh, like try to draw them away and exit the room. What would you like to do? My apologies as one of Kill Cannon's last bardic inspirations left me feeling uh, rather uh, feeling some sort of oats. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yes, I'd like to cast a, a spell uh, this go round. I'd like to cast a divine favor. On myself. Perfect. So that is actually a bonus action. So it doesn't take up your actual action for the turn, but it does maintain that you have to maintain concentration on it. Correct. So um, for the next uh, for the next minute, uh, your weapon attacks will deal an extra one d four radiant damage as they hit, um, and because uh, your weapons have magic to them, they will um, overcome magic resistance. Hashtag hiya. Uh, so yeah. you do you do still have your movement and your action to go. Um, you do have a movement of 30 feet, so you can get within range of either of the two indentured uh, servants, um, but you wouldn't be able to get fully within range of the main one that Lucius went after. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, who would you like to go after? You have uh, you have Ask and one on the left, and Zenta and one on the right. I'd like to go after the one with Zenta on the on the right. Okay, perfect. So you are able to get up to it, and you would be able to uh, attack it with your uh, with your mace. Um, so that would be a D twenty roll, and you would add three to whatever you roll. Uh, plus three, that is a 16. That's absolutely going to hit. So yes. you're going to roll damage for your mace, which is 1d6 plus one, but you're also going to get to add 1d4 of radiant damage on top of that. So add a d6, a d4, and then add one to the roll. So on the D6, that was a 6, and on the D4, that was a 4. So 11 points of damage total. Zenta, <laughs> uh, uh, you watch as you're squaring off with this 
uh, with this creature, and it looks like it's going to like round back and try to take a swipe at you and grab onto you once more, as you've seen these creatures do before. Um, and as it does, you actually watch us swooping in beside you. You watch Salmagundi come back with his mace and slam it up across uh, where the creature's uh, chin would be. And this brilliant flash of light erupts around it as it burns away the robe. And this whole creature begins to like cinder away until the chains shatter to the ground. Um, and you watch all of the ghostly miners along the right side of you kind of like stop and shake their head and look at all of you and then look in like absolute rage towards the being that's prone on top of the sarcophagus. My apologies that my stone rolled oats are being felt at this present time. <laughs> Sal just completely obliterated this thing. Um, Sal, that covers your bonus action, your action, and your movement. Um, Sal, just to let you know, you are currently concentrating on that Divine Favor spell. It is up for one minute. However, anytime you take a hit, you're going to have to make a roll to try to maintain concentration of that spell. And if you fail, that spell will drop. So just keep that in mind. But you are quite the tanky individual, so you may be okay. That's going to go ahead and bring us to the ghostly miners. On the left side, you actually watch as they all converge on Aesk. <laughs> um, absolutely not, absolutely not. And then uh, that's going to be a, a 17 and a 19, Ace. What does that mean? Do either of those hit your armor class? Oh, wait, where's my armor class? My armor, my armor is a 16. Okay, so the 17 and 19 will both hit you. So you are going to take um, three points of damage and five points of damage. As you're able to dodge away from two of them, but two of them, one of them clocks you across the stomach with their sledgehammer, and the other one smacks you across the chin, and you actually kind of, like, feel a bit of, like, blood start to pool in your mouth. Uh, so you're going to take eight points of bludgeoning damage total, um, as you are now surrounded by four of these ghostly miners. The other four on the right side of the room, you actually watch as they all converge around the spirit that is controlling the other four miners. Okay. And just like that, two of them are incredibly awful. And the other two hit! Yeah! Um, and uh, as this as this figure is like looming over top of you, Ace, and trying to use the other miners to its advantage. Mm -hmm. You actually watch as the other four completely crowd around it, and their sledgehammers slam into it and knock it to the ground, and they keep slamming and slamming oh. and slamming, <laughs> beating this thing into the ground until its entire robe form just completely dissipates. <laughs> the chains chatter, and those that are actively attacking you and like trying to come after you, stop and come to their senses, and all eight of them turn towards the figure that's prone over top of the sarcophagus. 
<laughs> with each like because they obviously they just carry on like hitting it and it's on the ground and every, every like hit I'm just like absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh jeez that's going to bring us to <laughs> the big one uh oh um as it you watch as it looks on as the eight uh miners all turn towards it and it stares this look of intense anguish and anger at all of you and it lifts into the air and you hear this large discordant sound erupt from it kill cannon as you had started to run away you are outside of the range of this but i am going to need everybody else to go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw please so I, I don't do that at disadvantage, right? You do not. I don't. Okay, alright. What kind of saving throw? Wisdom, please. Okay. Clark? 16. Ace? 17. Lucius? 21. Santa? 8. Oh. And Samagundi? Uh, with my plus 5 uh, wisdom saving throw, uh, 13. Perfect. Um, uh, everybody but Zinta saves. So Zinta, you are going to take 14 points of psychic damage and you are stunned until the end of your next turn as this large discordant cord erupts through your mind and the whispers begin to bore into your skull and overtake you and your body is shocked and so you are stunned until the end of your next turn everybody Dang. else you are going to take seven points of psychic damage Kill and not you because you were outside of the blast of this um but as the that discordant sound erupts you actually uh, watch as uh, all eight of the miners kind of like convulse and contort and like slowly curled down to the fetal position on the ground, racked with this pain. Psychic damage? Yes. What is that? So does that take away from just my max health or like what does that mean? Yeah. It just it, you just you just count it down as damage. Mm -hmm. I'm on two health. <laughs> um uh Lucius, are you knocked out of uh lion form or are you still I, in it? In fact, I'm knocked out Perfect. of lion form. So, uh, any excess damage past your health would apply to your normal health. Mm -hmm. um, so you took seven points of damage. If that would be more than seven points of damage to knock you out of lion form, the rest would go to you. I took two damage. Proud of you. Um, uh, and you watch as uh, the figure um, moves backwards and fades into the wall behind it. Huh? What? That's cheating! <laughs> Not bullshit! hacks. Uh, you all have uh, murdered all of the indentured spirits. Uh, so that's going to bring us back up to Ace. So it's just it's just gone through the wall now. Correct. So there's nothing else in the room to attack. At this point, oh, no. <laughs> what do I do then? Use your brain. So, so there's just like we're just in a, in a room. There's no other access to the room apart from the one that we came in through. Correct. 
and it's just gone to the it's just like flown through a wall mm -hmm. at the back. Mm -hmm. Can I try and break down the wall? Am I allowed to do that? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to the wall and try and break down where it passed through. Alright. Using a two two arm strike with my with my uh with my quarter staff. Roll an attack roll for me. Uh, 16. 16, you slam into a stone wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Glad it didn't dodge. <laughs> it did. Yeah, thanks. Um, and then, and then that's a, that's a D8 plus three. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, an, an 11. As you slam your quarterstaff into it, you all hear this echoing sound of wood slamming into stone, and it sounds really cool. Sick. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit a stone wall. Can I just turn around to everyone and be like, it went through the wall? <laughs> yeah, we saw. I thought, I thought it might be a weak wall. It's not. <laughs> It's not weak wall. At least it's... I am hitting it with a stick, though. It... <laughs> I'm proud of you. You did it. Congratulations. That's gonna bring us to Lucius. Oh, sweet. Um, what am I gonna do? So I am going to. I assume I'm ten feet away from where I originally was. So ten feet away from this, the giant sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. um, it went into the wall at the far about, end of the room. Yeah, it's so about 15, almost 20 feet. Okay. I will... How big is this giant sarcophagus? Uh, it's about almost 6 feet in length, um, and it butts up against the back of the stone wall. Does it look super? Is it like stone? Is it? it it's it's a very very heavy stone. Okay. Okay. Um, in that case, I will do a thing, and I will. Um, I've used one wild shape already. And I am down two HP. I don't, I can't hit anything. There's nothing to hit. Um, but there is this sarcophagus in front of me and I don't know what it is. But I can tell based off of my background, the importance of something like that. Um, so I am going to walk up to it um, very calmly. Uh, see that it's incredibly heavy. Um, and I'm going to kind of like roll up my sleeves and kind of like let out a grunt and like focus really hard since it's the first time like I'm trying to wild shape like with purpose but not attack something <laughs> and hopefully I get the form that I want. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm going to turn into, you'll see him kind of bulk up, he'll kind of like out in size and it's coming down on all fours. You'll see him like bulk up and get even taller. He gets large. But he's even taller than he was before as the fur kind of starts bumping out of him. Instead of the long or pointed ears, they're kind of more rounded. Um, his snout, he still has a longer snout as his hands kind of torn and become more like 
um, giant claws, um, long black claws coming off the end of them, and more of like a a purpley brown kind of fur um, with like maroon kind of uh, highlights on it uh, come up as he turns into a giant bear. Um, it's, it's a brown bear, but yeah. Um, and you'll see him kind of lift down and kind of like grunt and try and lift the sarcophagus up um, or the top off. Roll me a strength check from a bear. Bear strength. So the bear strength for yours. That's going to be a 19. 19. Uh, you let out this huge roar as you dig your claws in and lift up and the entire top of the sarcophagus like picks up and slams down into the ground um as uh you and uh uh ace are there you look down and you see the heavily heavily mummified and skeletal form of some type of uh humanoid figure lying in the sarcophagus as the last i use my bonus action and my action but i'll kind of like snort and like kind of like growl and like grunt as i look at that thing perfect that's gonna bring us then to uh clark and zenta clark i believe you yeah went first yeah Go for it. um can i Okay, so I'm wearing my glove. My I can't pronounce it. Um, <laughs> Your museum apparatus. Mizibiz apparatus. Uh, Miz, wait, <laughs> hold on. Museum <laughs> apparatus. <laughs> um, can I run up to? Actually, I'm gonna stay from where I'm at, but I'm gonna cast Firebolt, which is not a spell I usually have, but with the museum apparatus, I can cast. A spell book, give, me, give me an arcana check. Ar if you hit me with this lightning bolt and kill me. <laughs> no, no, it's a fireball, but I'm like aiming it at the body thingy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 17. That is enough. So you, um, you hold up your glove and uh, you kind of like sprint to your face and you focus a little bit and you watch as some of the liquid metal starts pouring up from the canister and down into the tubes and uh, magical arcane energy starts to arc between your fingertips and uh, you feel it starting to like crackle with lightning, kind of like crinkle with ice and then you stop one more time and you focus once more as all of a sudden motes of fire connect from all of your fingertips and a bolt of fire it shuts out so go ahead and make an attack roll for the fire bolt spell just one d like, you, you hack a show like... i know <laughs> <laughs> uh whoops um where's my dear there it is seven a seven total? Yeah. Seven plus your, uh, that's going to be plus oh. your spell attack modifier, which I believe is five. So that's 12 total. Yeah. Um, as it, uh, as it hits and it careens, it, it slams into, uh, the skeletal figure inside the sarcophagus. Um, and as it does, you actually watch as the figure in the wall 
grabs, like you see its claws emerge from the wall and it erupts in pain out from the wall itself from the neck down, screaming in pain and agony. And you can actually watch some of the burn marks from exactly the spot where you hit the skeleton actually kind of like course up and around its body. Go ahead and roll 1d10. Again? You get to roll 1d10 for the damage for Firebolt. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a show. Are you damaged? Nine. Nine points of fire damage. Uh, perfect. Um, so it, it doesn't seem to take hold of the actual figure itself as much as uh, the skeleton, but it has pulled it out from the wall. Uh, and so now it is about uh, like what would be its waist up, like emerged from the wall, writhing in pain as bits of fire burn away at like the ghostly ribbons that surround it. So now it's on both of you guys, so good luck. <laughs> uh, Zinta. You, from its uh, babble, are stunned until the end of your next turn. So unfortunately, this was your <laughs> turn. She forgot, she forgot. So uh, this was so great. As you, um, <laughs> it, it, it takes you a bit of time and eventually you, like the ghastly whispers eventually turn to a ringing in your ear, eventually turn to silence as your whole body slumps over onto the ground and you pull yourself back up and that rage is still going because you were attacked by the creature and you just snarl at it. But that is your turn. Uh, that is then going to go ahead and bring us to Kill Cannon. That's a pretty good sound effect. <laughs> so... Deception clearly did not work here. Um, <laughs> I... It, it would have had your allies not completely obliterated, like... Oh, no, no, they're OP. I get it. It's so cool. Like, I, I, I love it. <laughs> and I, I'm here for, like, you know, them being OP. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm just here for, like, comic relief most of the time. Um, but, again, I think that this is a beautiful moment where just purely for taking us into a meta moment um just to help paint the picture because i'm mildly upset that my 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 performance was not oh, appreciated no. for what it could have done um do y'all do y'all remember kung fu hustle yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> remember remember when like instruments were being strung oh and my god i literally showed you that scene ben were happening. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. So this is me again, in my brain, at least just how I'm thinking about it, with my dissonant whispers, where I bring up my loot and I'm just strumming it casually as I just walk in and I just say in a very casual whisper again that only the creature can hear, but everyone else can hear just the mild strumming of a few casual notes that just echo in the air in this beautiful moment of quiet where I say, it is time for you to sleep. It is time for you to go. You're no longer welcome here. Please, please, please also come to my show later on. Uh, I'll give you back tickets later. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
my stone rolled What's What's in the middle? Because I need to roll again. <laughs> What's the saving throw? I rolled a one. All right, this is whispers is a wisdom saving throw again. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> um, uh, it rolled a, a hot six. <laughs> a hot one. Yeah, it was a hot six. So go ahead and roll some damage for that. All right. <laughs> The beginning uh, that was a six, TV show. <laughs> a four, and a four, so 14 damage. 14 damage. As uh, these discordant sounds um, erupt uh, around it, uh, those of you, you cannot hear it, but you watch as this ripple of energy carries through the room until it slams into the creature and it lets out this writhing amount of torment and pain as it is shunted back into uh, the stone wall behind it, almost forcibly. You watch it just as this force of uh, this music is like barreling into it and forcing it away. And uh, do you have any bonus actions that you wish to do, Kilcannon? I mean, I don't have any bonus actions aside from I'm going to give... I'm going to give Zenta a little bardic inspiration because I feel like she needs to go ham on this awful creature. So please, let me just strum a small couple of notes that give you some extra feels I, where I in that moment you need it the most you can use it to your own avail I I, I, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i immediately picture the uh music that plays from uh kill bill episode one when the crazy <laughs> are walking into the room just dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so immediately what i picture um, when you said kill bill i just imagined the music or or as a more <laughs> as a more contemporary reference it's when chromatica 3 goes into science <laughs> <and Bob. laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cut the camera done. I can't. I'm done. Chromatica <laughs> <laughs> three girls. Come on now. Come on now. We, oh we, did. we, all, know, we all know where this goes. Anyway, we know where this is going. Come on now. I shut it down. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm crying. <laughs> this is what I'm going to your turn. <laughs> I love that this is literally peach. It's like just. Like... <laughs> so it's your turn. The creature has been shunted into the uh, into the stone wall behind it. Thank you so much, Lucky Clover, for this raid. As we are in the middle of this fabulous boss fight, I'm dying of laughter. We literally just turned a Chromatica 3 meme in our game. I'm done. I can't even. We are so, just straight up living our oatmeal with cinnamon. So uh, the uh, the ghastly figure was shunted into the stone wall behind the sarcophagus mm -hmm. um, from the, the power of Kilcannon's uh, music. Um, it is now your turn. Uh, what would you like to do?
Um, and I, I can also let you know, if there isn't necessarily something that you want to do at exactly this point in time, um, you and any of you uh, who are new to Dungeons & Dragons, uh, who are playing this campaign for the first time, uh, you can hold your action. So you can declare a specific uh, thing that you want to do with a certain trigger. So you can say, I want to swing at the creature as soon as it emerges from the stone wall. Or uh, if it tries to go after Zenta, I want to do this thing. Or uh, if it attacks Kill Cannon, I do this. So on and so forth. So you give me a trigger, and uh, if that trigger goes off, then you actually get to take your turn outside of your normal turn order. So Sal, if there was something that you wanted to do um, that you don't necessarily want to do right now because the creature is buried deep within a stone wall, let me know. Because they are straight up what? Stunning. They're stunning inside a stone wall. Or stoning, I guess. <laughs> stoning. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, spare myself and uh, pass this round. I'm just going to stand my grounds. Okay. Um... So are you are you kind of like just like holding at the ready in case it reemerges? Yes, I'm just holding at the ready. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, that is going to go ahead and uh, bring us to uh, the miners. Um, at this point, you actually hear uh, the voice of uh, Chrisea um, call out to all of them and say, "We end this, and we end this now." And she walks forward as far as she can, and she kind of like makes a circle around all of you with mostly yes. miners. Uh, they're all holding their uh, sledgehammers at the ready, and they all just kind of like look at you all, and uh, they will not move or run until this thing or they are gone. Um, as it continues to go, you all. Uh, here, um, the whispers slowly start to creep forward out from the wall as its head slowly emerges. Uh, Sal, you will get one strike against it um, before it is able to do whatever it is about to do. So you may go ahead and make your attack against it. Do I need to roll for this? Yes, go ahead and roll a d20 and add whatever you would roll for your maze. Plus my mace, that is a 14. 14, that is going to hit. Go ahead and roll for some damage. That's going to be 1d6 plus 1d4 plus 1. D6 is a uh, 3, and my D4 is a 2. 
So six points of damage total. Uh, those of you watch as uh, Salmavindi um, uh, rings back and winds up and swings again right as the he hears the, the whispers starting to emerge from the wall. And right as the creature erupts forward, you watch as it's like almost like a, uh, like a whack-a-mole just as bopped <laughs> on the head. And you watch this burst of radiant energy like careen down it. And all of a sudden its claws emerge from the stone wall, wrap around the stone and it thrusts forward and it lets out this horrifying scream. And I need... Lucius, I need Zenta, and I need Aisk to give me wisdom saving throws. Oh no! Oh, okay. Ace? Uh, I got, uh, I got 21. <laughs> Lucius? 13. Zenta? 13. Lucius? Shantae, you stay. <laughs> Sashay away. Lucius, you take six points of psychic damage as the scream erupts in your ear and your vision goes red. And you immediately turn and I need you to make a melee attack roll as a bear against <gasps> Sal Magundi, please. Uh-oh. Sal, you hear this growl from behind you, and this large bear claw rears up and goes to swipe at you, and you immediately thrust up your, your shield like, what is going on? And at the same time, you watch as Zenta's eyes flare in rage. And Zenta, you take nine points of psychic damage. <laughs> are, are you still alive? I am six health. Proud of you. Uh, I need you to go ahead and make an attack roll against Sal. And uh, you will be using reckless attack against him, so you will roll an advantage against Sal. <laughs> God, bitch, you should have fucking healed me. This is when she rolls the high rolls. 19! Oh, no! Zenta, go ahead and roll. I believe uh, your battle axe is a d10, and you will get to add five to that roll. Roll a nine? Is that total adding the five or a nine on the d10? That's adding the five. I rolled a okay. four. <laughs> So, uh, Sal, you hold up your shield to block the incoming maul of a bear claw against you when you hear this guttural cry as you look over and Zenta just rears back with her battle axe and slashes clear across your gut, Oof. cutting deep into you for a high point of damage. Uh, hey, Zenta, you got to attack! <laughs> <laughs> coming back up. 
that is going to end its turn. Great, love that. And <laughs> that's going to bring us to Ace. Okay, uh, <laughs> I am going to, so it's like, it's like near me, right? Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to do a double-handed strike with my quarter staff, and then I'm going to use one key of damage to disengage as far as, like, kill did, so to, to not get affected by screams anymore. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're going to attack against it, and then key point, get the heck that's away? Yeah, step of the wind. That's what it's okay, perfect. So go ahead and make your attack roll first. 18. That is going to hit. Go ahead and roll for some damage. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, once more, you do see that it, it doesn't carry as much weight behind it as you expect, um, but you do manage to connect a good bit away from as you then uh, use that moment to disengage and move back with your... Swoop, uh, swoop back for <laughs> uh, And you swoop back and rejoin uh, Kill Cannon and Clark a little ways back. Um, that is going to bring us to... Lucius in bear form. Um, after you swipe at Sal, you kind of regain your senses, uh, and you look down at the massive gash across his stomach. Wasn't me. <laughs> like, That's not a bear slash. I'm no bear slash. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna kind of look around. I'm gonna see this form in front of me, and kind of like turn around back at. The, the, I'm at the edge of the sarcophagus still, I assume. Um, and the body's in there, mm -hmm. uh, the mummified corpse, and I'm going to get in there and multi-attack. Um, so I am going to just come down at it with my claw for my first attack. And that's going to be a 23 to hit. That is absolutely going to hit. Or... Uh, seven damage, piercing. And then I'm going to, um, after I do that, I'm going to rear up, I'm open my mouth, I'm going to bite down on its head. <laughs> Go for it. And that's going to be a 17 to hit. That is absolutely going to hit. Holy shit, max damage. Um, <laughs> that's 16 damage. <laughs> You all watch as as one slash across this skeletal chest. You actually watch as raking across its spectral form. You see this bear claw mark rake across it. And it cries and writhes in pain and agony. And it fully pulls its way out of the stone wall and starts to rush towards the bear form of Lucius as Lucius just cocks his head and then rocks down on the skull of the being inside the sarcophagus. And as it does, you actually watch as fully torn away from the body, the head of this spectral being is completely ripped apart as the rest of it slowly dissipates and like just pours over top of Lucius as it is destroyed. We are going to go ahead and end things there for this evening, as you all managed to completely destroy the being that was controlling all of the miners in the town. 
And we will pick back up right there as you all continue to investigate uh, this site. Uh, what the hunger below the earth is. Oh, that was uh, it. <laughs> and uh, oh, I mean, it may have been. You don't know. You just fought something. I we'll learn next it. week. Oh, uh, I, I, I just going to have some words with the healer. <laughs> if, if it was the hunger of the earth, I just ate the hunger of the earth. He yeah. has. Yeah, that's that's totally gonna go well, right? Okay, well, I'm gonna need you are hungry. You are yeah. hungry for the hunger of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you all so so much for tuning in tonight for our fifth episode. This was an absolute blast. Uh, real quick, Cherie, uh, you were asking what everybody's uh, subclass was. Uh, at this time, only three characters have been allowed to choose their subclass, as we are only level two. Uh, Clark up here is our Divine Soul Sorcerer. Uh, Lucius up here is our Circle of the Moon Druid. And Salmagundi here is a War Domain Cleric. Uh, the others have not been allowed to choose their uh, subclass yet, as they all get to make that choice at level three. So, <laughs> and you will get to find out uh, in maybe just a couple episodes. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, thank you all so, so much for tuning in tonight for our very, very wonderful, spoopy edition of Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Gate Twitch. Uh, this was an absolute blast. Um, I love ghost stories. I love them. I love them so much. This is yeah. a lot of fun. You did a um, lot of so thank you all so, so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, we will be back here next week, same bat time, same bat channel, uh, with uh, the conclusion of this arc as uh, we pick back up right after this battle. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and hand things on over to Curry for some final announcements and then uh, some casting call. Yeah! Um, follow the YouTube because we uh, upload the every episode to YouTube and we are still working on our podcast. We only have episode one up so far um, and I put both links in the chat. I forgot what streaming was for a moment. Like, for a split second, I forgot. To, <laughs> I was like, what's this called again? Um, but yeah, now we're going to go to everyone and uh, let them shut themselves out and we can find them, starting with Ace. Hello, my name's Ben. Uh, I'm Ace Benedict on my social media. Um, all social media. Um, <laughs> Ace Benedict <laughs> underscore on Twitch. Um, I stream mostly every Friday with my best boy, Kari Kalel, here. Um, we do Drunk Friday every Friday. We play all sorts of games. Um, I've also, I'm also streaming during the week when I can. My sleep schedule's been a bit whack recently, so I haven't been able to, but um, I'm probably back into it this week. So we're going to try and finish up Sekiro, and then I'm thinking maybe, um, uh, what's it called? Fallen Order? Star Wars Fallen Order? Jedi hmm. Fallen Order? Go last. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's me. Lucius. Uh, hi, I am Fenris7 or Dan. Um, all my things should. I think this is the right way I'm doing it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Fenris7. Uh, follow me on Twitch, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I do a lot of variety streaming. Uh, right now, I'm kind of going through story-based games. I just finished Visage yesterday, and I've aged five years because of it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm playing through Pokemon in Greece this week before starting a new game on Sunday. So tune in, um, usually afternoons, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. <gasps> Mr. Kilkanoon! 
Oh my gosh, hi guys. Uh, my name is Cook Cannon. I am a variety streamer. I uh, tend to play these these days mostly um, Hearthstone, Overwatch, and Dead by Daylights. Um, recently oh, partnered, by the way. Um, yeah! Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a big deal. Everyone, thank you so much for helping me help make that happen. It's been like a surreal experience I'm still trying to process. But uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's usually a stream on um, every day from Wednesday through Sunday. Um, tends to be around five o'clock Pacific Standard until who knows when. But yeah, feel free to stop by and uh, hang around because there's a really awesome set of people that I get to hang out with every day, and uh, hope you guys then feel comfortable coming by because it's it's usually a really great time. So again, thank you so much for being here, and uh, thank you for being part of the group. And hopefully, we'll see you around. <gasps> Zenta. So, uh, <laughs> um, I'm Lane Rochelle. Um, I have recently started streaming on Twitch, and I have actually recently uh, set myself to an actual schedule. So I will say that, like Wednesday of this week, we are going to be playing uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, which is a really nostalgic and just really fun and old game um, that we're going to be playing. I'm really excited about that. And then Yagero got Spyro Reignited the Trilogy, so we're just doing a lot of throwback. <laughs> so excited about that. Um, definitely drop by if you're interested in just enjoying some of those things with me. Um, otherwise, that's kind of it. So... Well, hello there, everybody. Hola, mija. Como estas? Uh, you know those uh, socials down there. You know those things. Uh, follow them or or, or else. Oh, other way. Yeah, wrong direction. So oh, yep. there, there, there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, you know, uh, so anyways, uh, you know where to find me. Um, I, I mainly main Dead by Daylight. And uh, lately, I I've just been on this overwatching binge, trying to main my Reinhardt to do all of the things. But uh, he's just, you know, a greedy mm, redacted. Anywho's, uh, yeah, you know where to find me. I, I will do my best to uh, provide you all more content. However, unfortunately, duty calls, not duty, duty. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Please follow me. I will uh, do my best to uh, provide you all some wonderful stuff. So, yeah. Love ya. <laughs> Wes. Hello, everybody. I am Wesselhausen, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. Uh, you can find me uh, uh, being uh, a fabulous fan of literally all of these people and many of you who are watching. Um, I, uh, do not stream myself yet, but we will see. Um, I, uh, absolutely love teaching everybody, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and bringing people into this amazing passion that I have for tabletop role-playing games, especially when it comes to being able to tell LGBTQIA plus stories, uh, because we obviously need so much more of that in media and, uh, in basically everything, uh, because we don't get to tell our own stories very often. And so uh, this was something that I'm very, very, very passionate about. And I'm so glad to get to work with all of these amazing, amazing individuals and be able to put this apart for all of you. Uh, find me on all the social medias, find me on all the Discord servers, 
hit me up if you would like to learn D&D. I absolutely love teaching people um, and proving that even if you never thought that D&D is for you, I promise you D&D can and should be for absolutely everybody. So please hit me up if you would like to learn. I would love to teach you. Uh, and I hope you all have been enjoying this amazing story that we have been telling for you. And we'll hand it off to our captain. Hi, my name's Kari Kalal. Uh, this is my channel, so you already know where to find me. Um, I just <laughs> want to thank everyone for joining tonight. I want to thank all the raids and, and hosts and follows. Um, Wes for being a great DM. Um, Lane and Ben for helping me do all the overlays and, and artwork. And for Kill and Sal and Fane for taking part and um, being on our team. Um, okay, and I love you all. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Also, but also, Kari for making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like we said, we have everything on YouTube. We're starting to get everything on podcast. So get everybody that you know into this because this is absolute blast to put on every single week. And we're going to continue finding so many more fun ways to do this. Thank you all so much. Good night. We will see you all next week.